With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, folks, that was the Stinger's music, folks. Stinger, of course, being Steve Bourne, ladies and gentlemen, how appropriate, however it is, the Black Scorpion, if you will, however, ladies and gentlemen, playing here on Raw Radio for episode number 41. Welcome back to the Monday show that never stops on giving. Now, yes, we're at Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen, and it is Monday, May the 2nd, 2016. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, the infamous Iceman, Jerry DiGiamo in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And joining with me today is our two-man team early on this afternoon. First, let's introduce them from Philadelphia from the Kramer Brothers Band and Pro Wrestling Reviews as well as many other sites out there on Facebook land. It is Gregory the Big Diesel Greg Kramer. Gregory, how are you today? How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. A very nice day all in all, of course. A very beautiful day here, as we said, in Pittsburgh. It's very nice and warm in the 60s. I know it's a little chilly over in your neck of the woods. And, of course, introducing the Stinger, of course, today is my human suplex machine, if you will, from Front Royal Virginia, ladies and gentlemen, none other than John Gross. John, how are you today? I'm yes. doing great. Well, that's appropriate, however, and I think woo is the big saying here, or the owl, whatever you want to cry it, however, it is mandatory here. But let's give you the number here this afternoon, one seven two four. 444-7044, caller ID number 138744-POUND, and the number one you can talk to us three this afternoon. We're expecting some more people throughout the afternoon, and we'll be letting you know who will be stopping by here to pay us a visit here on episode number 41. Guys, we had WWE Payback last night in Chicago. It was a very interesting night there in the Windy City, however. Uh, John, I'll start with you first. How are your thoughts before we get into breaking down the card, How are about Payback? Payback was a... Well, I guys think it was a decent show for the new era. Yes. Um, a lot of matches we saw, a lot of, lot of craziness we saw, but I got to say, decent show, main event was awesome, Zane uh, and Owens, awesome as well. Yes, certainly, certainly. And Greg, I know you didn't get a chance to catch up on it yet, however, but uh, let's get your early impressions of Payback. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, I see it on Facebook. I heard it was a pretty good show. All the match, and uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. 
Well, we're going to break it down for you, and of course, we'll tell you our thoughts here. And for me, I thought it was a pretty good show. For the most part, I would have to agree. There were some things that I was kind of a little miffed off about, and I'll explain why here as we go on throughout the afternoon. And of course, as you know, however, uh, with Extreme Rules just three weeks away, however, and Raw tonight in St. Louis and SmackDown tomorrow night in Kansas City, however, the hype for Extreme Rules is going to take uh, center stage beginning tonight out there in the gateway to the West, if you will. So with that said, let's begin, however, and tell you what happened last night, of course, on this show. Of course, it was held in Chicago, Illinois. Of course, Chicago, always one of the bigger towns for the WWE and for wrestling in general over the years. We've seen a lot of great moments happen there, including Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair from 1989. We've seen, of course, uh, what happened with CM Punk and John Cena at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. We also know about Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And of course, these guys are all mostly Hall of Famers, however, and have made an impact in Chicago in more ways than one. But last night, as we said, for the second time in three months, the WWE returned to the Windy City, if you wouldn't believe me. They had a lot to blow in into the Windy City this past Sunday night hour. So with that said, let's tell you what happened with the opening match of the night. It was Baron Corbin, Mr. End of Days himself, the football superstar, 6'6", 275, if you will, taking on the show-off Dolph Ziggler. All of us last week on the show pretty much picked Baron Corbin to win. Unfortunately, Dolph Ziggler came out victorious in this one. Uh, your thoughts about this matchup, John? Oh, I didn't get the chance to see it. I really thought they had it on the pay-per-view, but for them to for them to put on the pre-show, I mean, what were you thinking, WWE? Yes, I would agree. I would have to agree. There are a lot of people who weren't real impressed with that. I know I had my own mixed emotions about this, but uh, Baron Corbin should have won this match and said the show-off ends up stealing the show here, no pun intended, or at least on this night. Uh, Greg, your thoughts about Baron Corbin uh, and Ziggler starting out on the pre-show, and Baron Corbin end up doing the J-O-B here to Mr. Ziggler? I didn't hear anything about the match, so I guess it was good or bad. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. It's okay. No problem. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good match, like I said, for the most part. And it was very – John, we're having a tough time there, hearing stuff out of there. Unless it's you, Greg. Okay, now we can hear you. As we said, folks, uh, a very unique match to start oh, that's out the me. show. That's oh, that's the laundry. Oh, okay. That was, that was you? Okay. I didn't know what that was. Okay. Uh, from there, we go to our next match, however. Another match that was on the pre-show. And again, we thought this was going to be on the main show. It turned out to be on the pre-show. The rematch for the U.S. title, if you will, Kalisto taking on Ryback. All of us saw, some of us took Kalisto last week. Some of us took Ryback, if you will. In the end, Ryback ends up uh, doing once again, just like uh, Dolph, uh, excuse me, not like Dolph, like Baron Corbin, if you will, and that is doing the dreaded J-O-B here. Uh, John, your thoughts about this one? I definitely saw the ending when I uh, turned on the network on my Xbox One. Yes. Um, I don't really thought Ryback was going to get the win here. Mm-hmm. Kalisto. Yes. As for Kalisto, he, um, oh, as for Kalisto. Yeah. He, uh. He kind of certainly held on, and Ryback is now, uh, and we, can we confirm now, Ryback is 0-3 against Kalisto. Yeah, I think we can. I mean, he has had his struggles with the uh, luchador, if you will. Of course, we thought at WrestleMania we would see a title change. That turned out to be not to be the case. Last night, of course, we thought, however, that Ryback would uh, get redemption, if you will, and that turned out to be not the case either. Uh, Greg, your thoughts about this one? Uh, I didn't really hear about it, so I guess Kalisto 
whoever is the champion still? Or new yes, champion? yes, yes, he is still the champion for right now. Yes, that is correct. And uh, like John said, however, it just seems like, however, right now, Kalisto has had uh, Ryback's number, if you will, certainly. And uh, we're definitely uh, definitely keeping our eyes peeled if uh, Ryback can somehow, some way, uh, get back and find a way to at least stop the bleeding, no pun intended, however, against uh, Kalisto. I mean, Ryback, of course, has had very little success against this man the last few months, and hopefully he can get back uh, some redemption at some point. But right now it seems like Kalisto has had his number. Okay, from there we go into the pay-per-view itself, of course. The New Day started out the show, of course, had a little bit of fun with the audience, obviously, and we're also munching pizza, if you will, which, of course, uh, they decided to take the night off on this night, if you will. And as a result, however, they decided to sit back and watch the big tag team uh, tournament final, if you will, between Enzo Amore and Big Cass, the uh, duo who have been making headways, let's just say, the last few weeks. And as a result, they were taking on the team of Aiden English and Simon Gotch, if you will, Howard, the Vaude Villains. This only went three minutes, needless to say. We saw what happened, however, and that is apparently Enzo apparently... His face hit the middle rope, and his arm hooked on the bottom rope, and as a result, it was like a whiplash effect in a way, however. And as a result, Enzo got concussed because of this, and the match was stopped because of this inside of four minutes. As a result, the match was called off shortly thereafter, and Enzo was taken off on a stretcher to the hospital, where we're happy to report he's okay, however, and somewhat... Uh, doing better, but at this point, your guess is as good as mine if he will be showing up on TV tonight in St. Louis or tomorrow night in Kansas City. As a result, the tag team tournament, however, at least for the time being, has been put on hold for the final match before the winner of this will go on to face the New Day. Uh, John, I'll start with you again. Your thoughts about this matchup between Enzo and Cass taking on the Vaude Villains and what happened afterwards with Enzo? Wow, I mean, it... I mean, God's throwing Enzo over the top rope. I thought we were going to have, like, a Darren Drossoff moment or a Jerry Lawler moment right there. Yes, certainly, but certainly. To see, to see what happened, I was like, oh, no. I thought at first this, this was storyline-wise, but it turned out it wasn't. Yes. And uh, I am happy to report as of today, however, there's been reports saying that Enzo tweeted out this morning he's okay. Again, we do not know if he will be making TV this week in St. Louis and Kansas City tonight and tomorrow night. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, Greg, I don't know if you read what happened about what Enzo or even saw the video clip yet, however, but it was pretty brutal. Uh, Your thoughts about this matchup ending really in a no contest after what went down early on in the match? Yeah, I could see it on uh, social media. People were talking about it. At first, I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I put it, and it was like a big trend about it. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, he, he got hurt really quick. Yeah, he did. And like I said, if you go back and watch the video, folks, it was pretty intense, to say least. And like John said, it was sort of like a cross between a Darren Drozdoff and a Jerry Lawler moment. It was very freaky and very scary. Uh, we thought this was uh, part of the show, and it turned out to be not a part of the show. It was legit. And as a result, uh, Enzo, we understand, spent the night in the hospital. As we said, he checked himself out this morning. And whether or not he makes TV tonight or tomorrow night, that remains to be seen. Of course, that led us into our next matchup, one of the best matchups of the night, I think, hands 
thoughts down. This is the matchup I was really one of the two matches I was looking forward to on this card. Uh, two guys I respect and admire tremendously, both as heel and face, mostly as he, and this one guy is a heel, and truly this one guy is a face, it is my man, Mr. Ole 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 himself, Sami Zayn, taking on the master of the pop-up powerbomb, Kevin Owens, who I had in this match on our pre-show yesterday afternoon on The Revolution. You can go back and listen to that, 138055-pound. We had a lot of fun doing our predictions there yesterday. Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, Big Bad Bob, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. Of course, John made his predictions. Uh, to me firsthand, and then went on to send him to Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw. We also had uh, Gerard T. Smith, King NWO, if you will, also joining us on the line yesterday, as well as for a brief time towards the end of the show, however, we had the Black Widow herself, however, if you will, Miss Madness herself, the Black Widow herself, MLD, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Guys, this was a great match, I thought, going into. I think they didn't disappoint whatsoever. In the end, Kevin Owens gets the pop-up powerbomb for the win, and as a result, at least for the time being, extinguishes Mr. Zayn. Uh, Greg, I'll start with you now. Your thoughts about these two and Owens coming up with the big W. Uh, yeah, I did hear about that uh, match. I heard it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad Kevin Owens won. Mm-hmm. I would have to say I agree. I agree as much as I love Sami Zayn. I think Kevin Owens needed this win here in Chicago to prove a point, at least for the time being, to Sami. Uh, John, your thoughts about this matchup involving KO and Sami? I gotta say, great match between these two guys. They they put on quite a show. I was really hoping Zane would get the win here against Owens, but Owens was just too strong to beat him last night. He was. I agree. Yes, he was. And obviously, I'm sure these few two will continue their feud in the next few weeks. Are heading into Extreme Rules. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. And of course, following this match, we saw Byron Saxton being confronted to the ring by Kevin Owens. He told him how or what he thought of Sami Zayn. And as a result, he said afterwards he's going to sit back and watch this next match, which the next match, of course, was for the Intercontinental title involving The Miz and Cesaro. As a result, however, uh, this was a pretty fairly decent match. I thought it could have been a little bit better. I just didn't like the ending, however, when apparently Zayn and Owens went back to brawling with each other again, and as a result, this time, however, uh, as a result, however, just when it looked like Cesaro was going to win the match with the cross face, however, and make Miz tap, however, uh, Cesaro knocks Zayn and Owens off the apron. Miz comes up from behind, holds Cesaro's trunks, and pins him one, two, three, and as a result, retains the title that way. Uh, John, your thoughts about this matchup involving these two? Why would Zayn and Owens interfere in this match? I mean, Cesaro had everything under control here. Mm-hmm. He did. He really did. And uh, as a result, we saw now what happened afterwards when Cesaro gave Miz a neutralizer. Owens kicked Cesaro in and fought Owens again and gave him a pop-up power bomb a second time. And Owens went for the same move on Miz, but apparently Maurice yanked the leg in the Miz. It looks like they're going with a fatal four-way here at Extreme Rules between these guys. Uh, your thoughts about that one? Yeah, I think they should do a fatal four-way match at Extreme Rules. Or tonight on Monday Night Raw, if that surprises me. Mm-hmm, certainly, certainly, no question about it. Uh, Greg, your thoughts about the matchup and when the aftermath that followed? I kind of knew Miz was going to win uh, because uh, Maurice is in the, uh, on, a, on a side and she's mm-hmm. probably and stuff, so I, I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, I think some of us were a little surprised that obviously Miz and his uh, 
little uh, bimbo wife, uh, let's just say the blonde-haired Maurice, if you will, found a way to keep her nose clean, at least for the time being, and not in fear whatsoever. So that was a good sign. At least that was one positive sign. Uh, as I asked John in the aftermath now, it looks like they're setting up with these four for a fatal four-way. Your thoughts about that? Greg? Greg, are you there? Yes, I am. Um, probably another rematch, maybe. Mm-hmm. It could happen, and of course, uh, these four could be getting into it at Extreme Rules. What is your opinion if that these four could get it on at Extreme Rules? Yeah, I would go uh, with it. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Certainly, certainly. And, of course, we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that, certainly, without question. Again, like I said, folks, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens tonight in St. Louis. Uh, From there, we go to probably another decent match that was very unique in a way. Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose. Of course, throughout the night, they kept updating us on uh, Enzo's health issues, of course, uh, and whatnot. As a result, Dean Ambrose surprisingly beat Chris Jericho clean here in 18 minutes as this was our next match. Uh, John, your thoughts about this one? Oh man, Ambrose and Jericho, better better matchup, one of the great matchups ever. I mean, and if you think about it, Ambrose, I mean Jericho almost had this one certainly well in the bag, but mm-hmm. as for Ambrose, he totally got the job done. Yes, he did. And we've heard that uh, Jericho tweeted out this afternoon, or just a few hours ago, that he. Uh, that might be uh, having a plan in store for Mr. Ambrose either tonight or possibly in the next few weeks. But it looks like, like we said before, this feud is far, far, far from being done, however. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. How I get my thoughts in quickly about the last few matches, as I said, I thought Owens and Zayn was a great match. I mean, these two really work well with each other. We've seen the past... Uh, uh, these two work real well in the past in NXT and other federations, including Ring of Honor. I thought last night they delivered a pretty solid performance and given almost 15 minutes to work with each other. I thought that was pretty solid. It's going to be interesting to see where they go next, obviously, heading into Extreme Rules, some type of gimmick match, I'm sure, whether it be Last Man Standing, First Blood, False Count Anywhere, Iron Man match. I don't know yet. I think this feud, again, like I said, is far, far, far from being done. And as far as the Miz Cesaro match, as I said earlier, I think Cesaro should have won the match. I think he got screwed, if you ask me. And if it wasn't for uh, these guys like Owens and Zayn continue to fight with each other. I think Cesaro would be your IC champion right now, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. As a result, Miz somehow still leaves Chicago with one piece of gold in his uh, collection, if you will, and that's the IC title, if you will. Um, my thoughts about this matchup involving Jericho and Ambrose, I thought it was pretty good, I agree with you, but I think Jericho should have won this match, and then Dean would have evened the score at extreme rules. That way, you could have a gimmick match. Now the question is, how, where do they go from here with these two, and what kind of match can you do next? Like I said with Owens and Sayin, what can you do now with Jericho and uh Ambrose, it remains to be seen. I mean, I don't know if they're going to continue uh, tonight this feud. I imagine they will, and they'll set up a return match for Extreme Rules. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, That being said, only time will tell. You know, time will tell. All right, uh, let's go to the next match, guys. And this is the matchup uh, I was kind of looking forward to going into. Now, before that, however, we saw backstage Apollo Crews shake hands with Stephanie and Sasha Banks, the boss, if you will, shake hands with Shane O'Mac, if you will. And uh, this was a matchup I was kind of interested going into, but I kind of did not like the ending as a result of this. It was the women's title matchup, if you will, involving Nature Girl, Charlotte Flair, with her dad, Ric Flair, taking on Natty Neidhart, a.k.a. Natalia, with Bret Hart, her uncle, in his her corner 
corner. Of course, we know about the history of Bret Hart in Chicago, as we mentioned. As a result, this goes 12 to 14 minutes long, and in the end, they rehash an old story. Yes, folks, you remember the Montreal Screwjob from 1997 between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart? Well, guess what? This was the Chicago Screwjob, if you will. As a result, however, the bell rang, even though Natty never tapped. As a result, referee Charles Lillian H. Robinson, friend of the Flair family, as you know, grabbed the title belt, gave it to Charlotte, and took off running for the hills, if you will. And afterwards, Bret Hart ended up punching Ric Flair, and then Bret and Natty, both applied simultaneous sharpshooters on both the father and daughter, much to the delight of the fans. This match, I thought, for the most part, was okay, but I hated the ending. I thought it was hokey. It was ridiculous. I don't know why they had to rehash that issue. I said that to a friend of mine last night that I thought it was probably one of the worst endings you could have done to a women's title matchup ever. If you ask me, I think it was a slap in the face to a lot of people last night. Uh, John, your thoughts about this matchup involving Charlotte and Natty? Definitely an insult, folks. Yes. A big insult. Because when Charlotte had the sharpshooter, I was like, uh-oh. I was like, uh-oh, she's going to do it. And then when the refs rang the bell, Natalia, by golly, did not tap the frock. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for the language, but hey. You said frock. You didn't kind of go overboard, but I know, I think we know what you're saying. Yes, I agree. And it was it was just asinine. It was completely, completely asinine. And I think they absolutely slapped the fans' face, however, and they slapped all of our faces in the process by doing something like this. Uh, Greg, what is your thoughts about this one? Well, it reminds me of the 1997 Street Yes. But I, I did see a post. I thought I was mistaken on it. Mm-hmm. But I, Natalia looks really mad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do uh, like a storyline out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But hopefully tonight we'll find out even more if she's coming back or I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I think she will, but I, I, I can say right now, and I have not seen the exclusive footage after the show yet, Howard. I'm going to have to watch some of those maybe later today or in the next few days. I imagine that after the matchup, and we we can definitely agree, I think all three of us can say, that after this uh, particular matchup, however, that I imagine Brett, not only Brett was angry, but I imagine Natty was seething beyond control, and I think she was trying to keep her cool, let's just say. But I imagine deep inside, how she was more irate. Uh, of not winning the title that way. And to have Charles Robinson, as I said, of all people, Charles Robinson, little Nate himself, a good friend of the Flair family, just put the screws into Natty like that. I mean, it was, I think, a major, major slap in the face in more ways than one. Uh, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller ID number one three eight seven four four. This is episode number 41. You can listen to us each and every Monday here on TalkShoe.com. We are here. This is Raw Radio from 3 to 5 o'clock. Of course, you've got the Iceman here. You've got the Human Suplex Machine. You've got the Big Diesel here. We're expecting also the bad guy, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and whoever else stops by here later on this afternoon here, of course. Uh, we also want to give a quick shout-out to Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, of course, along with the rest of our panel, including the, Ru- the Rush, Ronda Rush Wright, the Big IQ, Jeff Titos, the JML Experience, the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lindodds, Mr. Hulkamania, of course, Big Bad Bob, Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, 
as well as uh, the last kicker herself, Amory Reckenbach. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, just I'm going to give this, uh, some of these plugs real quick. First off, I'll start off with tomorrow night. Do not forget at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, you can listen to Gerard, myself, and Gregory at 139926, if you will, the wrestling debate. Of course, it should be a great action-packed show. Of course, last week we had a great show. You can go back and listen to the archives of that show. Last week we talked about Bash at the Beach 1994. It was a great show there that night. Of course, you can also listen to Gerard, myself, and Miss Madness herself, the Black Widow herself, at 8 o'clock every Wednesday night till 9 o'clock with the Wrestling Roundtable debate, if you will, of course. However, that is going to be very, very unique. However, of course, uh, Wrestling Revisited is on Tuesday night of course from 7 to 8 and of course don't forget tomorrow night at 9 o'clock 138055 pound you can listen to Revolution where Chad, myself, Jerron of course will give you birthdays and dates in history of course the rest of some of our other panels will be talking about Monday Night Raw as well as Payback and also preview what's upcoming this week including our big show yes folks I'm going to get to that right now and talk about that here before we talk about our Thursday night show as well as our other two shows this Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time join Chad Hinshaw along with the rest of the gang Howard, John, myself, Greg and whoever else swings by on Revolution, as we will be celebrating the one year, that's right, folks, one year and counting, ladies and gentlemen, of the anniversary show, however, of Revolution. And that will be this Friday night, May the 6th. Yes, folks, right after Cinco de Mayo, 5, 6, 16, if you will, at 9 p.m., you can join all of us celebrating our one-year anniversary, and that should be quite a night of action. And as I said last week, and I say every week, ladies and gentlemen, on the show, however, during the show, and even towards the end of the show, if it wasn't for Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, he wouldn't have given me, Greg, and uh, John a chance to do this, along with his friends, the Black Widow, of course, and the King himself, Gerard T. Smith. So from the bottom of my heart, Chad, again, I want to thank you for giving us three a chance to do this show every Monday, as well as letting us come on your show every day, however, Monday through Friday, telling you how it is, what we feel about the sport of wrestling, as well as weighing with our thoughts about fantasy matchups, pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDowns, NXT, uh, whatever else is going on in the world of wrestling, of course, Dora and I handle the news usually every day, however, on the news desk. But if it wasn't for those three guys, however, giving us a chance, however, a year ago, however, especially me and John to start out, and then Greg came in eventually, however, we would not have this show on Monday. So uh, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us do this every Monday. But again, congratulations so far on the one-year anniversary, however, that has been Raw Radio, however, as well as Revolution, however, it has been a fun ride so far. And we're going to continue to make it bigger and bigger as we go along. Uh, John, I think you had something to say or add something to that, maybe? Uh, not really. Uh, Greg, anything you want to add to that? Uh, I want to say uh, thank you to everyone uh, for letting me uh, I've... be on the show. What's that? Well, I, we went, yeah, we, we heard you say uh, thank you, but we didn't catch that last part. What did you say again? Uh, for letting me be on the show, I really uh, appreciate it. Definitely. I think I think we can all agree with those sentiments, no question about it. And, of course, don't forget that it's this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 p.m. And, Thursday. J.D., yes, John. I think I can say the same thing, too. I, I want Chad, Chad and everyone, if you're still listening, wherever you guys are today, yeah. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you, J.D., and mm-hmm. I, want to thank, I want to thank you guys for having me, J.D., and Gregory do this show, because if not, because if it wasn't for that, I would not have been sitting here doing this. Yes, I would. Have, I think. I think. I think we can all agree to that, guys. That's that's definitely worthy of saying. No question about it, John. I would agree 100% with you, and I think we all feel that same way. 
Certainly. Uh, don't forget, Thursday night, you can go listen to Wolfpack Radio. That's going to be an exciting show, One three eight five two one. Again, that begins at 9 o'clock. And don't forget, on Saturday night, folks, listen to the Rated R show with the Black Widow and His Highness, Howard Dorothy Smith. They will be talking about Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, maybe this week, One three eight nine eight two on Attitude Radio from 9 to 11. You can go back and listen to those shows, Howard, as well. And, of course, all these shows are archived on the TalkShoe uh, radio network, of course, if you as well as uh, from our good friend Gregory Kramer, who also archives them for us, however, on our radio pages, if you will, as well. So, like I said, Friday night should be a great show. However, we're going to have a great week in store for everyone, and who knows what else we're going to be in store with coming up this week, ladies and gentlemen. And Greg's giving us the plug right now, so you can check it out on Facebook groups, WCW US Radio History. So, Greg, appreciate that for putting that up there in the chat box. Of course, I know everyone's going to check that out, all of our colleagues and uh, all of our non colleagues who are new to the show or just uh, looking in for the first time. I think they'll enjoy listening to all of our archive shows that we've had from Raw Radio to Wolfpack to Revolution to Attitude Radio to The Debate and into the Outlook as well. So we will definitely uh, keep that up in mind, Howard. And again, don't forget to check that out on Facebook.com group slash WCWS Radio History for all your radio shows. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about our next segment of the night before we get into the main event, ladies and gentlemen. If you will, we found out who was controlling Raw, however, and as a result, the fans were chanting CM Punk's name throughout the night. Uh, Vince, of course, was not very happy about the actions by the fans because of this, but in the end, he told Stephanie and Shane, however, that they were both going to run Raw, however. It wasn't going to be just one person. It was going to be both of them uh, running it for right now. Uh, John, your thoughts about the big announcement from Vince McMahon and what's going to happen following this? I really hope Shane and Stephanie, Stephanie do their work on this because if, if not, one of them is going to be in big trouble. Yes, I would agree there, and I think we could see a match maybe down the road between Shane and Hunter, possibly if uh, these two come to head, however, maybe it's SummerSlam. We'll have to wait and see where they go from here next. Uh, Greg, your thoughts about this encounter that Vince announced, Tower involving the McMahons? Uh, I was shocked that when I heard it and I seen it on Facebook, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like, I'm very shocked. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. I think a lot of people were a little surprised, too, and I think everyone had their own opinion about it without question. Uh, From there, we go to the big main event, of course, now involving Roman Reigns and, of course, uh, none other than uh, Mr. AJ Styles. This started out really good, including one of the moves when AJ did the phenomenal forearm onto Roman Reigns on the table. I thought that was one of the best moments of the entire match, if you ask me. However, the end came, however, when apparently, however, it ended in a schmoz, however, 12 minutes in as a result. Result, however, the finish came, however, somehow, some way. If, uh, if you can just bear with me a second here, folks. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it ended, however, when uh, basically, however, we saw uh, Shane, of course, uh, told uh, Roman Reigns, however, that he was basically the loser, but Styles was declared the winner by countout. However, Roman would retain the title. Fans were not very happy about this. As a result, Shane demanded the match to be restarted, and this time there would be no countouts. Of course, they went a couple more minutes, and then, of course, this time Roman Reigns supposedly kicked uh, or basically knocked uh, AJ right in the uh, nether region, shall we say, to make it more PG-friendly here. As a result, he was disqualified this time. As a result, however, here comes Stephanie this time. The match is going to be no DQ, 
false count anywhere. So they go another few minutes, and then finally we see the Bull Club, Anderson and Gallo, show up, followed by the Usos. They go a few more minutes, however, and finally the end comes, however, when Styles goes for the Styles Clash. Roman backdrops him over the top. Styles catches himself on the apron. Roman goes for a Superman punch, but AJ clotheslines him over the top rope. Styles goes for his finisher yet again. Roman avoids it, and this time Styles runs the ropes, but gets speared in the process. Roman covers on 1-2-3, and that's the ball game. 25 minutes in. As a result, however... Uh, we see, um, we see Roman retain the title, uh, somehow, someway, and we'll tell you what happened following that. Uh, John, your thoughts about the main event? Great main event between AJ and Roman. I mean, yeah, sure, you had interference by the, um, Usos and the, um, Bullet Club. I mean, but, you know, Stephanie and Shane... I think so, I think there's something going on in collusion with the Bullet Club. Yes. Yes. I would agree. I would agree. And we're going to obviously find out the answer, I'm sure, maybe later tonight, obviously. Uh, Greg, your thoughts about this matchup? I kind of knew AJ Styles was not going to win. Mm-hmm. But I give a lot of credit for trying. Yes. And do you think, however, some way, somehow, however, that AJ should have won the match? Or, well, I mean, they did two different type of uh, rules changes. I mean, first, AJ wins the match, however, by, by countout, Roman retains, and then Stephanie comes out and says, oh, I'm going to restart the match, but this time it's going to be under uh, no holds barred, false count anywhere. I mean, what was your spin and take on that whole ordeal? Um, I don't know. I really didn't see it, so I have to see it to tell you. Mm, that's understandable. It's okay. Um, like I said, I thought it was an okay match for the most part. It could have been better. I really thought it could have been a lot better, if you ask me. So, again, we're just going to have to wait and see where they go from here, obviously, however, involving these two, however. Um, that being said, of course, we saw what happened after, as we said. Stephanie and Shane, of course, were confronted confronted by Vince in the back and Vince congratulated them on doing the right thing and then of course they announced that later on however or actually a few seconds after this mind you how as a result how the two of them will go at it again in extreme roles Shane thought it was a great idea so did Stephanie but Shane uh, was a little puzzled when Stephanie left the room and as a result however we saw what happened involving uh, these two uh, and as a result we saw what happened when Stephanie Shane basically saw his sister confront this uh, matter at hand. And uh, before we get everyone else's answer, John, uh, could you give the plug real quick? I'll be right back. Sure. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, as J.D. had to leave away, I will do the plug. 1724-444-7444. Car ID numbers 138744-POUND. Talk to me, J.D., or Gregory here on... Hulkshi Radio here on WCW US Raw Radio. Yes, this is the 41st episode of Monday night of Monday afternoon WCW US Raw Radio. And we have got a big week ahead for you here on the WCW US Revolution Network. Of course, this Friday night will be the one-year anniversary of the WCW US Revolution Radio Show. So don't forget it, folks. Big one-year anniversary as the Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw and his other gang take a look, including myself, will take a look back at the year at the 
episodes that were on WCWUS Revolution. And speaking of WCWUS Revolution, one. Sorry about, of that, WC... sorry, sorry about that, guys. Go ahead. You were saying uh, now. Sorry about that, uh, John. Go ahead. And speaking of WCWUS Revolution, it is for your wrestling connection, for wrestling fans, and by wrestling fans. Exactly, however. Exactly, and thank you very much, sir, John. Uh, like I said, we were talking about this whole thing involving the, the matter at hand. However, let's uh, talk about uh, the final overall take, however, involving these two. However, uh, we'll go to you first. How are your thoughts about this one? To me? Yes, you, John. Between who? Uh, Stephanie and Shane involving the thing, however, that was announced, Tower for Extreme Rules. I got to say, big, great announcement on their part. I mean, yeah, we are going to see those two go at it one more time. It's going to be an awesome one because AJ, because I think there's something, there's something going on with the Bullet Club. I don't know who, I don't know who's in charge of the Bullet Club. Finn Balor wasn't there last night, but I still don't know who is in charge. Mm, certainly. Certainly, and of course, we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears peeled, no question about it. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate this show, Howard? I gave this a 7. Uh, I'll take a 7. Okay. Greg, your final thoughts about the encounter with uh, Stephanie and Shane, and then, of course, uh, your thoughts about the uh, somewhat uh, aftermath that followed. Your opinion. Uh, I think Stephanie and Shane did the right thing, and I uh, if I do, when I see it, I'll probably give it a 10. All right. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, of course, we're definitely going to keep our, uh, like I said, ears and eyes peeled, certainly about that. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're definitely going to be watching uh, Raw tonight, however, and see what happens, obviously, in Kansas City, or excuse me, St. Louis, not Kansas City, they're in KC tomorrow. So, with that said, uh, we're definitely going to be watching in more ways than one. Uh, with that being said, now we are going to uh, the wrestling dates and uh, birthdays for today. Since John got them already for this weekend, so we don't have to touch upon those. We'll go into today's wrestling dates and birthdays, if you will, however. So John will have that for us, of course, right now. So John, please go right ahead. All right. 29 years ago today in 1987, Kurt Hennig beat Nick Bockwinkel for the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Larry Zabisco had a hand in the outcome, of course, because he gave Henning a roll of quarters and knocked out Spockwinkle with a roll. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Larry Zabisco, he beat Lord Steven Regal to win the WCW World Television Championship. All right. Yeah, which was 1994. We also had another title change, but this time it was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling TV. All right. Jake the Snake Roberts beat Tony Anthony to win the SMW Heavyweight Championship. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Roberts disappeared from the company. No showing events for him to win until SMW gave the belt back to Anthony on July 5th. Mm-hmm. Dean Malenko beat Shinjiro Atami to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Hmm. Okay. 17 years ago, All Japan Pro Wrestling presented the giant Baba Memorial Show from the Tokyo Dome 
in Tokyo, Japan. 50,000 were in attendance for the event, and this show was to honor the promotion's founder who died of cancer in January. Alrighty. And Masuha Masawa beat Vader to win the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. Hmm. Okay, very good, very good. In 2000, which was taped on May 4th, Chris Jericho won his third Intercontinental Championship by defeating Chris Benoit. Hmm. Yep, and in the main event, The Rock teamed up with a referee to take on DX for the WWE Championship, and that referee's name was Earl Habner. Yes, who we all know from the Montreal Screwjob from the past. And we have something also on The Rock today that's very noteworthy, which we'll get to in just a few minutes. Yes, we will. Rick Flair beat at a WCW Thunder and Payson. A 41-man guerrilla warfare battle royal was held in WCW, and that was taped as well. And it was to earn a WCW world title match at the Great American Bash. Hmm. It was between the New Blood and the Millionaires Club. Yes. In a surprise, Randy Savage made his return to WCW. Will be his last appearance as he supported the Millionaires Club. Yes. Rick Flair was the last man standing, winning the 41 man battle world to earn the WCW World Title match. Hmm. Yep. All right, let's see what else. All right, 14 years ago today, Bill Goldberg announced that his contract was spawn out by AOL, effectively making him a free agent available to any wrestling organization that wanted him. Goldberg would just join WWE the following March. Hmm. At the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan, in 2002, Masano Chono and Mitsuhara Masawa fought to a 30-minute time limit draw. Yoshiro Takamiya beat Yuji Nagana to unify the IWGP and NWF Heavyweight Championship. Yes. In 2008, Hulk Hogan made... Con- uh, did the Celebrity Championship wrestling, and it was won by famed basketball player Dennis Rodman. Hmm, and we know about the history about Hogan and Rodman back from WCW. Yes. Alright. Now, this is a somber birthday, folks, and I'm not talking about the Rocks just yet, but today one happened the 55th birthday of Ray Washington Trailer Jr., Yes. Known for the known under Big Bubba, the boss, and the guardian angel. He's best known for his time in the WWE as the big boss man. Yes. And also, we want to wish a happy uh, late birthday, real quick. However, two birthdays we want to touch upon, real quick. However, uh, Davari, better known as Sean Davari, turned 32 this past Friday. Happy birthday to him. Late birthday, we should say. And former WCW Blue Blood Squire Dave Taylor, who turned 59 yesterday. So, happy birthday to them. All right. I want to get into some big Boston history. Please. All right. The boss man. 
Ray Trailer was born in Dallas, Texas in 1963. Uh He worked as a prison guard in Marietta, Georgia, until he got into the business in 1985. Yes. He worked under Jim Crockett Promotions as enhancement talent. But after head booker Dusty Rhodes saw potential in the trailer, he was pulled from television and repackaged as Big Bubba Rogers, a silent but violent bodyguard for Jim Cornette. Yes. He engaged in a heated feud with Dusty Rhodes in a series of bunkhouse stampede battle royals. Yes. In 1987, trailer as Rogers won the UWF Heavyweight Championship for one from one man gang who was about to go for the WWE. But a year later, Trailer went to the WWE under its most famous gimmick prison guard, the Big Boss Man. Yes. As a heel post match, he handcuffed his opponent. I remember this. He handcuffed his opponents to a ring rope and beat them with a nightstick. Yes. Bossman. Also, would be Hulk Hogan on the Brother Love show, handcuff him with a nightstick as well. Yes. He would engage in a big heated feud with Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage as one half of the Twin Towers with Akeem, a.k.a. the One Man Gate. The feud led to the breakup of the Mega Powers and their clash at WrestleMania 5. But the boss man team with Hulk Hogan did not stop. In 1989, in 1989 at Saturday Night's main event, the big boss man team with Hulk Hogan leading to a steel cage match at Saturday Night's main event, where Hogan suplexed trailer from the top of the cage, and that win belonged to Hogan. The fight, the fight, however, Zeus making an appearance in the match. Mm-hmm. Before the match would begin, the Towers would challenge unsuccessfully challenge Demolition for the tag titles for most of the latter half of 1989. The Boss Man got into another feud, and it will, although it doesn't say on case side seats, but I'm just uh, I'm just reading doing yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. Boss Man would, however, get into a fight with. Former head booker under the Jim Crockett Promotions, Dusty Rhodes, who made his WWE appearance that that year. Yes. The feud culminated in November. The big the big highlight of Bob Smith's career was when he turned face after he refused to return the million dollar belt to Teddy Biafini on the Brother Love Show and returned the back to Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. He feuded with Twin Tower partner Akeem and squashed him in under two minutes at WrestleMania 6. Yes. Bossman feuded with the Heenan family for the early part of 1991 because Bobby Heenan made Mama Joe made the big Bossman made the big Bossman angry when Bobby Heenan talked his mother doing mama jokes on him. Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. We're still on. I'm just reading Ann's message, however. however. And she just told me in the chat box her favorite match for the last time was Cesaro. Her least was the Charlotte match. So there you go. Yep. 
Bachman and Senior were the Hannon family for the early part of 1991. <clears throat> and we all know it was for the Intercontinental Championship against Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 7 when Bachman had Andre the Giant in his corner. Well, Bachman will win the match by DQ because of Haku and Barbarian interfering. He feuded with the Mountie that summer. And it ended up being him in the um, ended up being him in the hard times match where Bossman, where the loser would have to take the night in jail. Ooh, okay. Bossman's last feud in the WWE was against Nails, where the Bossman beat Nails in a nightstick on a pole match. Yes. But before WrestleMania nine. Bossman would leave the WWE. Yes, to go back to WCW. Yeah, he debuted as the boss and beat Rick Rude in a non-title match, but he failed to take the international championship from Rude at Starcade. Yes. WCW was forced to change Trailer's ring name with the WWE legal department, deeming it too close to the WWE character. Yes. He spent most of 1994 as the Guardian Angel feuding with Big Van Vader. But he became Big Bubba Rogers in 1995, feuding with Sting as a part of the Dungeon of Doom. And he would end up joining the NWO. Correct. Now, Rupaul got him kicked out of the group and turned face again back in 1997, wrestling under his real name and managed briefly by old rival Ted DiBiase. Yes. A year later, Trailer came back under the big boss name gimmick in the WWE, but he slightly tweaked as a personal security officer and mercenary. His first match back was at Survivor Series when he battled Stone Cold Steve Austin in a tournament match, only to be disqualified by using his nightstick. But that wasn't all for the big boss man that night. He replaced Triple H as he took on the rock who subsequently beat him in under three seconds. Hmm. Well, I think we got a lot of history from him today, John, and I appreciate that. And as you said, the uh, Rock... I'm not for... done yet. Oh, I'm not you're done. not done yet? Okay, continue on. Sorry, I didn't know if we were done with the boss man story. Okay, go ahead. Please continue. The boss man... The boss man had another successful... had a successful title reign when he be- beat Mankind to become the hardcore champion in a ladder match that November. Ooh, okay, yes. And he also would take the tag team title belts in December. Yes. But at WrestleMania 15, yes, I'm going to say this. The, okay. un- the big boss man ended up hungry, ended up being beaten by the Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell, and the Undertaker hung the boss man from inside the Hell in a Cell cage. Yes. Do you all remember that? Yes. And by 1999, after the corporation disbanded, boss man feuded without knowing the hardcore championship in one of the most, one of the most distasteful segments. Boss yes. man forced out Snow to eat pepper steak, which consumed the boss man kidnapping Al Snow's dog Pepper and chopping him up into pieces. Yes. 
and also the big shows, Palmer as well. Yes, Don't correct. forget that over the WWE Championship. The Bossman, the Bossman claimed that the big show's daddy had died of cancer. So the Bossman got a security guard to tell the big show that, and needless to say, big show's father was still alive. But, yes. big show's father would die, however, and then as the boss, as the big show paid his last respect to him at the funeral, the big boss man did something unprohibited. Yes. And that was steal the casket from the big show. Yes. Bossman who stayed in the 2001 Rumble match for over 20 minutes in the 2001 Rumble match until he was eliminated. And uh, just to cut, not to interrupt you there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome Guest 7 into the chat room. Guest 7, welcome to the chat, of course. We're glad to hear you uh, join us this afternoon. I hope you have a question or two. However, we know who it is. It's Mr. W. Sorry, Chad and John. So, Chad, welcome to the show. you got Greg, you got John and myself. John, of course, is sharing us some great somber and yet some very warm memories of the great Ray Trailer known as Big Boss Man, who uh, would have been 55 today. So, uh, happy birthday to him today, referring to the Big Boss Man, who earlier this year was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. John, please continue. All right. Bossman was only one just three men in the last 20 minutes in the 2000 Royal Rumble match before he was eliminated by the eventual winner, The Rock. After he teamed up with Bull Buchanan, the team scored wins on consecutive pay-per-views before they split in June following a loss to the Hardy Boys. Bossman spent about a year on the sidelines following knee surgery before he returned in late 2001 as an enforcer for Booker T. His last WWE final bout came in 2002 when he lost to Tommy Dreamer. Yes, that's right. That's Trainer was, was now a trainer for the OVW for WWE Farm when he was released in 2003. Trailer had one last stint in Japan, competing for the AWA Japan Heavyweight Championship, but he lost to Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the finals. Yeah. Trailer owned the storage company, ran for commission chairman in Paulding County, Georgia, but lost in July 2004. September 22, 2004, Ray Trailer went to be with the Lord while his sister was visiting him. He was wow. only 41 years old. He was survived by his wife, Angela, and two daughters, Lacey and Megan. The two, the wife and the two daughters would induct the big was would post, post posthumously induct the Bossman into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes. Certainly and does. I know, and I know we have another birthday, so I'm going to get to it right now. Yes. The Rock. Yes. Today is the 44th birthday. Of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we certainly want to thank. We certainly want to wish The Rock and extend his gratitude in wishing him a good old happy birthday. Indeed, John. Indeed, and we uh, will definitely. Of course, you can all read uh, about John's uh, breakdown. And by the way, however, mind you, however. About the big boss, me, Ray Trailer here on Wikipedia. However, we will have that post for your chat. Or, excuse me, 
John, you can maybe post that up on uh, to Greg, and Greg can share that with all of our uh, pages here. Thank you very much. And by the way, Chad uh, gave us his thoughts, how as well as Anne, about the incident between Charlotte and uh, Natty last night. Uh, Chad said, however, Ric Flair got in Charles' head. Robinson's head again like he did in WCW back in 1999. Once again, I would agree there. But Ann also added, however, it was horrible. It was and Chad went on to continue and say, add insult to injury all because of Bret Hart's presence last night. Uh, I kind of agree. I think we're all going to agree that this was a major slap in the face, however, that they would go this way last night. Considering going into the match, however, it wasn't much of a hype build-up, however. But now, however, because of what happened afterward, you can imagine what kind of uh, as we said earlier, anger, however, and by the way, Chad says it's on the wiki file page already, so there you go. You can check out the more of the Big Boss Man's breakdown as uh, John gave us his uh, thoughts and opinion about the great Big Boss Man, so you can definitely check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as I was saying about Brett and um, the whole Chicago screw job, as I'm calling it now, not the Montreal screw job, I think you didn't need to go back and rehash that again. It's been 20 years that we've seen this time and time again over the years by WWE. And for them to do it again, Howard, this way, Howard, last night involving two uh, decent wrestlers in Charlotte and Natty, I just think it was a slap in the face to a lot of people. I don't know why they even went that way, Howard. I'm hoping Natty gets retribution, however, mind you, however. And uh, right now, I think we're going to have an opinion about this from someone else, Howard, coming into that. Uh, just a few minutes, however, weighing his thoughts in on this, and I'm sure the pay-per-view in general, and that is, of course, our boss, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, who might be joining us here on the call here in just a few minutes. We're also hopefully going to have the bad guy himself, King NWO, if you will, King Beer, Captain Unicorn, we call him all those names, and then some. He's our brother, if you will. He's our comrade, Gerard T. Smith. He's supposed to be squeezing in at some point this afternoon. In fact, right now, ladies and gentlemen, I got him on the line with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Gerard, but it is Yes, folks, Mr. WCW Chad Hinchon has got a lot to say about this pay-per-view and then some. Chad, we talked about the big show obviously coming up this Friday night before you came on a few minutes ago, but uh, I'm sure you want to weigh in with this uh, payback uh, show last night. Please share with us your thoughts about payback and some other thoughts if you could, please. Are you referring to me? Yes, I'm referring to you, yes. The man released on this day, on this day, at least for once again, I had the dubious distinction of one-upping, if you will, for at least one match, however, along with Big Bad Bob Ziggler, but the other two I couldn't come through against, unfortunately, Mr. Gerard T. Smith and the Black Widow herself, but I did get you and Bobby last night, but yes, please weigh in with your thoughts about the Charlotte uh, Natty affair, as well as the payback pay-per-view in general, please. Okay, first off, about the Charlotte Natty thing, this is one that uh, um, I was able to actually take a gander at last night, and all i got to say about that is, is, is like I said before on the chat box a minute ago, you have two storylines coming into play here, okay? Mm-hmm. You have got, you remember, if you remember during the storyline in WCW 1999, Ric Flair was president of the company. Who, what, which referee did he have in his back pocket? It was Charles Robinson. Yes. It was Charles Robinson, man. But, I mean, I mean even, even the guy went so far as to color his blame hair blonde. Yes, he did. This, that, the, the, the mock Rick, the, the, the copy flair, man. Yes. I mean, that, yeah. was, that, was, that was absolutely given. And then seeing what happened here last night, I mean, I looked at it close enough again. No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. Natalia didn't tap out. No, she did not. This was, I'm sorry, J.D., my apologies. No, it's okay. No, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you. <clears throat> I, I, I got to my thoughts here. But anyway, all I got to say is this was a, they knew 
after hearing the word that Bret Hart was going to be in Italia's corner, they they got themselves prepped and locked and loaded, and boy, that it was the ultimate. And I do mean, with all, no pun intended to the ultimate warrior, but the ultimate slap in the face directed at Bret Hart. Yes, I would agree. Yes, especially what Bret Hart what Bret Hart has just been through recently with the prostate cancer. I, I yes. read about. It. Yes. Okay. May for I mean, anybody still around today? Even even come out and make it to to this big time paper paper to be in the corner of his niece. You know, I mean, the thing about this, you know, seeing him, looks like he's in great shape, uh-huh. good, good, good shape, and all that. Looks like nothing, nothing was wrong, nothing was going on, or whatever, what, what have you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, right at the tail end of this, I'm sure this is, I'm sure I had desperation, and I'm sure this was pre-planned. But the thing about it is, the ultimate slap in the face. You got your screw, got you got your screw job, 2016. Right here, in fact, in fact, it didn't happen in Canada. It happened in Chicago, and it didn't happen this time. It was those in Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. It was Natalia and Charlotte. Yes. And the referee in question, Charles Robinson. Yes. Then you guys got into play. Charlotte, Ric Flair's daughter. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair right there at ringside. Yep. You Something. know, you know, guys, JD, John, yeah. and Greg, everyone here. I'm glad to talk to y'all. By the way, John. By the way. Great thing on the boss man. Excellent. Yes. Thanks very well much. Well done. Thank you very you much. Yeah. You're quite welcome. Let me finish this thought. You know that they had to have this planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that if this was the ultimate this was the ultimate stab in the back, the ultimate screw the ultimate stab you thought the Montreal screw job was bad. Yeah. This is twice as you can know that one thing I remember hearing the WCW announcer saying, you know, a while back whenever Ric Flair was in was, was in charge and also he was still wrestling, held the title and all that stuff. You right. remember one thing, I remember Tony Schiavone, I remember this plain as day. I, yep. I remember this plain as day. He said that the only time, the only time that Ric Flair, um, that Charles Robinson ever caught a fair match during Ric, Fla- Ric Flair's run as president of WCW, <clears throat> the only time that he didn't, which yeah. was when he when Rick or David Flair was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now it's happening all over again, but this time it's with Charlotte. Yep. That's exactly that's exactly what this is, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're but they're bringing in two different things at the same time. I mean, they're they're trying to play two storylines at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. I mean, they really are. I mean, I mean, let me get you. And let me. Do, and I'm not trying to overshadow you, JD. I no. Want get, I want. I want to definitely want to hear what everyone has to say about this. And JD, and and JD, I will start with you first. I want to ask just point point yeah. blank. You 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 bring up a fantastic point. Yeah, this was the. I mean, I said it earlier when I broke this down earlier before you came on today. I mean, this was the ultimate slap in the face. This was absolutely degrading. Why would you do this, however, in front of everyone? However, it just did not make any sense whatsoever. I think it was absolutely just a farce. It is. But, uh, but let me ask your opinion. Mm-hmm. But you 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 everyone here does admit that. This was a combination of the WCW storyline involving Ric Flair and Charles Robinson back in, like I said, around 98, 99, whatever, the late 90s is when that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Montreal Screwjob. My my question to everyone here is this. Yes. Was it a – do you think they ultimately pulled pulled off 
pull off two storylines at one time? J.D., let me ask you that question first. To answer you, yes, I think they did, Heller, and they just absolutely degraded themselves and put themselves into a big-time corner, and that just pissed off every fan imaginable. Of course they did. And, John, what do you think? I agree, definitely. I mean, yes. Gregory, what do you think about this? What was the question? The, the Chicago the incident involving Charlotte and Flair and the uh, the Natty last night. That's that payback. Yes, I mean, don't you don't you agree that this is that they pulled off the biggest that the biggest screw job of all time? That there was a combination of two two older storylines that are um, I don't know how help me out here, guys. About ten, fifteen, twenty years old, maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Montreal screw job and the storyline of, of, of Charles Robinson and Ric Flair's back pocket in WCW. Does this, does this smell like you, Gregory, like this is a combo that they pulled off, the ultimate combo here of, the, of these two and put them into one package? Yes, I do agree with everyone is uh, saying. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I get. Yeah. But the thing about it is, the thing about it is I would love – and I don't know if they did. I'm sure he probably was still a bit too ticked off to say anything. And, and, and he I'm referring to was Bret Hart. And let me tell you something. I don't blame the man. I yeah. don't blame the man. Rick Flair, I mean, Rick, Rick Flair is still a, a tremendous wrestler. There's no question. Bret Hart, excellent competitor. Yes. It will always be that way. Regardless of if he can't perform anymore, that, I mean, that, that, that doesn't matter. He earned it. He's yeah. earned that respect. He's yeah. earned that dignity. He's earned that, you know, He's done every single thing under the book. I mean, I mean, and I don't know. And, and, and you know what? I even will tell you one other thing. Yeah. That just actually just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And JD, you can help me out on this, y'all. JD, you can help me out on this, y'all. Y'all good on the history here? Okay. Help me out on this. Okay. The first time that Bret Hart won the the WWF title, who did he win it from? He won it from Ric Flair back in '92. That- how much you you want that 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 also has something to do with it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's inkling. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, a mm. little inkling. Yeah. You remember that Bret Hart earned his first championship by defeating Ric Flair. Yes, this yeah. is all coming into play. <laughs> it's just it's just unfreaking believable. I mean, yeah. I mean, the overall. I mean, let me get to back to the pay per view. I won't get back to this. I, I've got to talk about the, say this, one more thing about this, but I won't talk about the pay per view. Overall, from what I read about it, yeah, tremendous event. Uh, good, some good action. Um, of course, I was surprised about the decision made by Vince McMahon. It's going to be interesting to see how Shane and Stephanie work out. And one more thing about that. I, and Ann actually told me this last night. I do think I do thank you, sweetheart, for coming here. I'm yeah. bold. I can say that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that already. So anyway, Shane, Stephanie. Yes. You know what that's going to be like, guys? You, I'm you, you tell me. You tell, you tell me. Early 2000s. Yes. Austin and Bischoff. Yep. Austin and Bischoff. Right yep. there. Right mm-hmm. there. That's going because one's going to say do this, the other's going to say do that. That's the way Stone Cold and Bischoff was. That's the same way that the McMahon kids are going to be. Mm-hmm. Exact same way. Let me get back to this. I got to get this one more thing off my chest. Sure. The thing about it is, I have I have nothing but ultimate respect, and we all have nothing but ultimate respect and kudos 
to the one and only Brother Hitman Hart for what he has done. Yes. That was a real great, that was a real bold step of him, you know, stepping up, stepping up, you know, and saying that Ty, Ty has even been quoted as saying, yes, Bret Hart was, Bret Hart is my hero, Bret Hart is my idol, Bret Hart is by far, I mean, not only he's my uncle, but still, he is, he is the man, you know, in the Hart family, I mean, <clears throat> and he is, bar none, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there has to be, and I just actually, all this, what I'm saying are theories, guys. Yes. But the more and more, but I'm sure that you, have, if you put more and more of this into perspective here, you have got to believe that that somehow all this is coming, Ric Flair is going to dawn all this, and, you know, he's going to have to step up here. I'm sure, I don't know if it'll be tonight. I don't know if it'll be next. I don't know when it's going to be. Ric Flair is going to have to answer him and Charles Robinson both. And yep. and Charlotte. I mean, yeah, there yep. you go. All three of these guys, all three of them. I mean, I mean, I know. Sorry for calling Charlotte a guy, but yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> but, you know, all three of these folks, there you go. That's a lot better. Are going to have to answer for what they did, mm-hmm. and you better believe that Natalia and Bret Hart are going to have their eyes and ears wide open and listening to this. And you know, if it's if it, you know, we we could even see heck, heck, a, 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 a tiny. You know, impromptu debate, even a even an impromptu, even though it may not happen, which it's kind of yeah. iffy. But you know, I mean, you know, you know, you know sitting a, a stare down between Ric Flair and Bret Hart one more time. I'd love to see that. We haven't seen that in years. I, I think that, to, I would. I'd love to see that again. Oh, yep. yes. Yeah, but 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 like I said, the Montreal screw job all over again. Yep. The, Let the me. W, the, I'm sorry, go ahead, J.D., please. No, I was going to say real quick, though, I know we're just talking about this, but let me ask you about two other things real quick. First off, your thoughts about the Enzo Amore injury and when it happened. What was your reaction? Two, what was your reaction for the uh, uh, Roman-AJ match? How did you uh, think that came off in both of them? Okay, let's talk about the Enzo Amore thing. Uh, I did hear later on in the show, I think he suffered a concussion. Yes. Um, I know they came from... At the expense, of, it came from one of the vault villains. Yes. Did they determine which vault villain it was? I think it was Gotch that did it. You think it was Gotch? Yeah, I, I had not confused. I was thinking English, but you could be right. I'm not sure. I don't know which one it was. Anyway, uh, you know that was that was a pity. Yeah. Uh, they were. I think I think Enzo and Cass were on a roll last Monday. They had a great, I and mean, the match was going smoothly. And then that match didn't really last that long. After no, it was about less than five minutes, and they had to stop the match early. However, yeah, yeah. Now, JD, did they have any? Is there is there has there been any decision about? The I have not heard if they will redo the match tonight on Raw, or they'll redo it at Extreme Rules, and then they'll have the final there. I mean, we're going to keep an eye on this. I, I said earlier, I haven't heard yet, but uh, if Enzo, I don't, I, I can't say it. Enzo did check himself out of the hospital this morning. I did hear, however, that I do not know if he will be at TV tonight in St. Louis or tomorrow in Kansas City, or they'll just give him the rest of the week off. But I did hear some uh, uh, breaking news coming in. Actually, two big breaking news stories that we'll come in with real quick. First off, the first breaking news story, there was reports last night that there were two matches scrapped for payback. Becky Lynch versus Emma was pulled at the last minute, we understand. And also, Sheamus versus Del Rio. Becky, of course, and Emma have been fighting lately on Twitter. We understand that was 
pulled at the last minute. And this other story that just came in a few minutes ago, they said there's new developments on Hulk Hogan. There's new, a new story now developed, and apparently this is what we have heard this afternoon. The New York Post has reported that Hulk Hogan has filed another lawsuit against Gawker Media after the legal victory he received in the first suit. This time he is suing over Gawker, allegedly leaking sealed court documents to the National Enquirer, which had him making racist remarks. The lawsuit states that after the racist comments leaked, Hogan's income was cut off. His legacy in entertainment was severely damaged, if not completely destroyed, and his global brand was forever tarnished. Hogan has claimed, however, that it was Gawker who sent the transcript, even though it was filed under seal as part of their lawsuit, over a sex tape with Heather Clem, the wife of Bubba the Love Sponge. The lawsuit has claimed that Gawker had been threatening to release publicly for months. Glocker, excuse me, Gawker CEO Nick Den wrote a blog entry stating that Hogan's, quote, real secret would be revealed around the same time as the Inquirer posted the information online. Minutes after the leak, Gawker editor A.J. Delorio tweeted Hogan with, quote, XOXOXOXO and a link to the Inquirer after the article. Hogan later admitted he had made the racist comments and apologized. He is also suing several Florida residents, including DJ Mike Cowhead, called off for sending at least one of his sex tapes to Gawker. Police decide not to file criminal charges against Colton and the others, but Gawker is currently appealing $140 million to, 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 Hogan's $140 million victory over the first sex tape and denied that it leaked the transcript to the tabloid. Uh, Chad, this is a breaking news story that just came in. Your thoughts on the new developments of this whole Hogan-Gawker thing? Is it going to ever end for the legendary Hulk Hogan in this matter? And I guess the answer to that right now is no. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought it was going to be over with... Uh, um, you know, with him, you know, with him or getting all that big time money. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, uh, but I guess that's not the case. Uh, 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 another blow here, uh, and of course, I'm sure that's even pushing him away from any possible chance of getting back. You know, probably doing something involving with the WWE. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure he's probably still not watching this development as well. Uh, so, uh, this is this has been a, this has been a huge blow here, another huge blow. So. Mm -hmm. Certainly, uh, Greg, your thoughts about this new development involving Hogan? Yeah, I did hear about that on uh, on Facebook today, but I, but I didn't really uh, click on it. Yeah, it's 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 quite interesting. Let's just say, John, what's your take on this whole matter? Yeah, I mean, do we really think Hulk, Hulk Hogan's going gonna to get through this? I think he has to. I mean, I mean, Hogan's suing the the Gawker again. I thought I thought it was done for, but I guess you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. It's it's going to get interesting. It really is. And uh, we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that without question. Uh, Chad, please continue that you were going to say about the Roman AJ thing now and, and the Enzo thing. Is we were just uh, touching upon that a few seconds ago. Sure, go ahead. Uh, yes, sure, no problem. Uh, yeah, but uh, like I said, I hope that uh, it's a pity, uh, you know, that uh, a number one contender was not decided last night because of this. Uh, I don't know. This might have been something the Vault Villains had pre-planned. I don't. It didn't appear to me that in that respect. Mm -hmm. However, uh, but, but of course, uh, um, you know they're probably going to probably use that as something tonight. They're going to say, "Well, he, they can't fight. Why well, just go ahead and just give it to us and let us 
good fight with the belt. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, boys, it's not that simple. It's not that mm. easy. Right. But you got you got to as I always said, you have to earn the opportunity for that for that belt. And the thing about you had the opportunity last night, but you took out one of the key players in the process. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Hopefully, like you said, I would like to see it in, in a couple of weeks at, you know, uh, Extreme Rules. I mean, I wouldn't mind saying that before. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to the uh, A.J. Roman thing, uh, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, I'm, sure I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, I'm, uh, the only one here in the WWS studio that is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, but, 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 but the thing with the thing about it is that that you know Shane popped out, you know, named one stipulation after you know the after the DQ took place, and and Stephanie comes out, she named a stipulation in this, uh, and then then after, then Bingo uh, Roman does the spear on AJ, and boom, you know that there's a match. I mean, I mean this thing, like I said, is not all in all over. Uh, I think they actually announced that they're going to probably have another match for the belt at Extreme Rules between Roman and AJ. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, that. That's it's still be another good match, but the thing is, is that you know, um, it, I think I think Roman was trying to really, really, you know, try, it, this could be nothing more than possibly another brush off of. Roman could have been trying to brush AJ off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, just like I said, we've got to see what happens here with this. But it just, it just kind of just blew my mind about how a tremendous match like that, you know, between two great competitors like yep. they are. And then like I said, well, you can't even argue with the fact Roman Reigns is a great competitor. Yes. But still, I mean, why he would pull that off like that, I mean, or try to get out of it in some way, I mean, I've always figured that something that's not in his nature, but I'm sure that a whole lot of things have been popping up here lately. Excuse me, and then he just said, "Okay, well, screw it. I'm just gonna go ahead and just do it this way." So, I mean, well, I'll just like I said, that's the way to see what happens here. Like I say, maybe the Extreme Rules match will be maybe a little bit more intense than one last night. Now, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. exactly. They had to wait and see on that. But nonetheless, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, I mean, I, I, I was, I was just ready to say, you know, Roman Reigns is going to screw the fans or something, but yeah, I don't know, but I mean, but I think, well, Shane, I think even Shane and Stephanie didn't really want to see that happen either, so, so they acted, and then even after that, I mean, they had to get something done, so. Well, we're, we're obviously going to see because, I mean, like I said, how Roman was definitely not received very well last night in Chicago. He had the John Cena Chicago heel treatment. They really crapped all over, and they were booing him pretty loudly. And speaking of another match that was pretty good going in our last night was the whole Zay and Owens thing. What was your spin and take on that one? That one right there, uh, I, was sort of, I would definitely say like a great match between two up-and-comers, of course, uh, you know, from NXT to WWE. Uh, of course, this goes a lot deeper than the competition. You know, I mean, these guys were, like I said, friends. You know, going into uh, going to, going into this, like they came into NXT together, and uh, you know, I think Kevin Owens was the first man who who uh, you know who uh, congratulated Sami Zayn when he first won the NXT belt and all, and and then they they left to go, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, Kevin Owens is Grills of one, and all of a sudden they've had this heated thing that first started, like I said, in NXT, and then 
all of a sudden that it spurs onto the big stage. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting to see that out of how much more intense it could be being on a big atmosphere like the WWE. Um, but you got to admit, though, uh, despite despite you know what happened, you know, actually it was still an excellent match. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I got to give Kevin Owens. I give Kevin Owens uh, again. Kevin Owens is due. Yes. I mean, the thing about it, the personality-wise, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. But I mean, I cannot deny the fact, and well, they said that on TV many times. I cannot deny the fact the man is extremely talented, mm-hmm. excellent performer, mm-hmm. surprise you in every single solitary way possible. Yep. And when I expect to perform a move or two that you probably have never seen before. Right. I mean, he's, right. Done, he's done that. I mean, of course, he might have did, he did that on a lot of guys that recently, like guys that like particularly the Cena and all them. So, I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and see what more he had. It has to be Sami Zayn, brought a whole lot to the plate. Mm-hmm. He didn't come quite through in the pitch, but still, overall, I would have to say, you know, he did a tremendous job and all that. And I did say there was going to be multiple pinfalls in this. I'm sure there were was, there was several between both of them. There yes, was, there was. There was. So there many pitfall attempts in this. Both guys did not know the meaning of the word quit or the meaning of the word give up. Yeah. They just kept right on going with it, and then it was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a tremendous match. Mm-hmm. And speaking of give up, uh, of course, uh, there was one match, of course, that, uh, well, I wouldn't say give up power, but it was kind of a unique match. Uh, Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose. Uh, Chris Jericho, of course, we thought it would get the win here, and Dean would even the score at Extreme Rules. Instead, they went the exact opposite. Dean went first, and now it looks like Jericho's playing the catch-up role again like he did with AJ Styles back earlier this year. Your thoughts about this one? Yeah, this was a, this was also a good match. I mean, Jericho still no. Still has what it, what it takes, you know, that to be a very consummate performer. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, uh, excellent savvy in that. Um, Ambrose, uh, you know, definitely kept up with him in, in everything which way possible. Of course, Ambrose pulled off the win here, but nonetheless, it was a it was a great it was a great matchup. Uh, 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 must be doing uh, must be doing a little bit. of Cleaning here and there, like I said, whenever he's not busy on any WWE schedule, because I mean, he still like it looks like he has not lost an inch at all in the last several years. No, he hasn't. You know, I agree. Off and on, you know, off and off and off and on on TV, uh, hosting these other shows and his podcasts and all that stuff. But I mean, nonetheless, I think the man is still a great performer, an excellent entertainer, a great wrestler. I mean, still. I remember the day the ECW. I mean, yeah, ECW of course, and also WCW. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, you know his matches with guys like Mysterio, um, Benoit, and Malenko, and all them. I mean, those were some great, those were great matches back in the day. Especially with WWF, WWE. I mean, those were some good ones back in the day there too. Especially after he got started, especially he, at about I mean, the day when he first debuted, he came out after he left out of all people the rock, which I thought was kind of interesting. But still, yeah. um, it was uh, nonetheless. It was a, it was a great. Uh, it, Ambrose and Jericho was a great. Was a great match. A good match for each other. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I thought. I thought overall it was great. It was, it was an excellent match. 
Was there, besides the whole uh, Divas affair, any other matches that really threw you for a curve, like the pre-show matches or uh, the uh, whole uh, affair involving uh, what other match was there? I'm trying to think, however. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you this overall. The overall show was good. The only other thing, other than, of course, the Natalia Charlotte thing, yeah. that really threw me for a loop, as I've said before, was 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 the was the decision made by Vince McMahon to let yeah. Shane and Stephanie both run raw. Yeah. That right there is the two I'm sure I'm sure likes it equally as much as the Charlotte Natalia screw job. I'm sure that right there threw everybody for a huge loop. Yeah. You know, seeing Shane and Stephanie, you know, picture them, you know, working together. I mean I mean sure maybe in the past it may have worked. And see now it's a whole right Okay. It's a whole different ball game, it's a whole different environment. So yes. you, so you know, um so it's that's not gonna be the same like it was before. I mm-hmm. mean all you gotta keep in mind I'm sure Triple H it's not gonna be a factor in this as well. Uh mm-hmm. you know, what's gonna happen with that? I mean, uh, I'm sure he's probably gonna raise Kane tonight, whenever I'm sure I'm I'm, I'm sure he has probably heard the heard the news by now, obviously. No. So I'm sure so obviously, um, it's going to be it's going to be a surprise to him, or it's going to be, or or a shocker. I mean, who knows what it's going to be? Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I mean, that right there, that moment kind of surprised me a lot more. I mean, not as much as the Charlotte the Charlotte Daly thing surprised not mm-hmm. just me, but like you said, everybody. But right. but, but but this thing right here, it surprised me. Would be the second surprise of payback would be this decision. Yeah, it would. And like I said, we're going to definitely keep our eyes and ears peeled. Uh, certainly without question. I think everyone, like you said, Howard, is still a buzz about that whole thing with Charlotte and Natty. Um, let's talk uh, again about the Bull Club. We mentioned the Bull Club. Anderson Gals, we know what they, they stood for. We talked a little bit about Revolution yesterday, however. Uh, I kind of said, how we see Finn Bauer maybe show up on Raw. Do you think they're going to go that way tonight, maybe? It, it would right. It would it would it would kind of match up with, you know, the, con- the continuation of this, you know, of this little uh, setup between AJ and Roman. Um, you know, like we talked about, like myself and you and Gerard talked about this last night. We all said, you know, it would be interesting to see, um, you know, um, Roman and well, no, I'm sorry, see AJ. And you know AJ, you know immediately, you know jump on board with, him. and then sign, and then like an uh, excellent quick. Guess what? We've got a fourth guy, and then boom! All of a sudden, who pops out? It's Finn Balor. Uh-huh. So, so I mean, I mean, this we could have another like said four horsemen of revolution on our hands. Um, you know that's going to be an excellent uh, stable right there of guys. Uh, uh, I, I, I how they'll keep them together, I don't know. I mean, they kept the shield together for about maybe I don't know how long, a couple of years maybe. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, about a year or two maybe. So I mean, it's been, if they went that route with Balor, Styles, Gallows, and Anderson, all of them, all of them being involved with, all of them, you know, together as a squad. You know, I mean. You never know, man. I, I personally, my personal opinion, yeah. from here, I would like to see it. Yes, I would like to see if they actually would go that that route. This would be something I think the fans would definitely would love to see. 
But, you know, here, as, as we have seen here recently, WWE doesn't quite do a whole lot for the doesn't do quite a whole lot for the thing sometimes. So I'm not saying that they don't do it all the time, but sometimes, but sometimes yeah. they do, sometimes they don't. So we just have to wait and see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh, Greg, what about you? What's your spin and take? Will we see Finn Balor on Raw tonight? Um, yeah, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Certainly. That's that's understandable. Uh, John, are you back with us? Yep. Okay. What's your spin and take? Will we see Balor show up on Raw tonight? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. I would agree. Like I would agree. says, anything can happen. Yeah, right. You're right. Anything can happen. I say that, too. And you're right. I mean, obviously, Finn Bauer, of course, has got that big date coming up in June with Samoa Joe for the NXT title one more time. I think, however, they want to maybe get him, maybe if they're smart, give him an early taste of Raw, and then maybe finish out, however, his run at NXT late May, early June, and then maybe sometime in June, right before Money in the Bank, or around Money in the Bank time, I could see him show up, however. Um, another guy... Katie, can I ask a question? Yes, please. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to no, cut no, you off. no, 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 no. I'm glad you're asking me. I'm, I'm no, glad. No, I mean, about this, you know, like I said, talk about Finn Balor coming up to the NXT, I mean, WWE roster, which yes. should happen. Yes, I don't doubt that. Let me ask you this. Sure. With the talk, of course, you know, they're also at the same time saying that Bailey is supposed to be coming up as well. My question to you is this. Would they bring, would it be in good interest to bring them both together at the same time? Uh, to answer your question, yes, because I think they need another diva in the fresh division. Because right now, how considering that the bells are out, how and some of these divas how are just not cutting the mustard, so to speak. Then, yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, John, what about you? I I agree. Greg. Uh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, yeah. So I mean, and, 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 and you know, keep this in mind too, guys. I don't know if like what they what they call the Balor Club, the Bullet Club, or what or what have you. Yeah. I'm sure like said it's all right. It was a great stable from wherever it came from. But yeah. I mean, but would it be interesting though? And we haven't we haven't said anything too much about this one little point. Yeah. This may not go this way, but picture this, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ben Balor comes on board with this. Okay. Yes. They have they have the force of. You know, they're they're gonna call it something. Mm-hmm. What if, in some ways, and I don't think I mean I don't think they're actually gonna do this, but I, I kind of I picture this kind of as a, as a small change, not a big change, but a small yeah. one of Bailey kind of being mixed in with that. Hmm, that would be interesting. That would be. I mean, keep in mind that Finn and Bailey have been. Uh, I, I know this just just for show. I know that, mm-hmm. but. But it's interesting, you know, as much as they've hung out with each other in NXT, I don't see why not. Yes, I mean, agree. it's just a thought. If it's a thought there, but I mean, I, I mean, it's it, it, it's just something to wonder. I mean, if they do, right? Sure, definitely. So I mean, so can you please continue your. Okay, um, another thing, however, we're going to kind of talk about, however, uh, is obviously of what happened last week, however, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, and that, of course, is the ninth wonder of the world, China. We touched upon it a little bit last week. We know about her background in, uh, 
issues, shall we say. However, of course, she left us far too soon at the age of 45. So this was kind of heartbreaking to watch. Uh, a few people have already posted, however, mind you, however, that she should be in the Hall of Fame. We kind of touched upon it as well here on the show many times over. However, uh, there's still more developments coming out, however, involving... Uh, uh, these two, this whole story involving China. How are, let's uh, get your uh, spin on this, guys. And uh, Chad, I'll start with you this time. Okay, about uh, about China. Yes. Okay. Well, let me go and say again, China was one of the most tremendous divas. Yes. And you have to classify her as a superstar too, because you got to remember she. She competed a whole lot with the guys, and she gave the guys a whole lot of hits. Yes. And she was great. And this is one person that I definitely miss seeing performing. I mean, I know she had one more role in TNA, you know, but not Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not the Of course, it wasn't the same, but still, you got to see her. Does the newer generation got to see her perform one more time? Uh, you know. You know, it doesn't surprise me that you know about what they what they believe to be the overall cause of her death. But you know, uh, um, I'm glad. I, I, oh, I'm uh, Chad, wait, uh, Chad. Before we continue, the man is on himself. Uh, I think I have to owe him his bet. So, uh, John, cue Hit his music. music. Hit his music, as he says. He's here. <laughs> And he is well worthy of it, so we're going to get that started here. We had to do it. I knew you were going to come on. So, yes, folks, <laughs> the voice you just heard is the bad guy himself, King Beer, Captain Unicorn, if you will, Mr. Gerard T. Smith, joining us, ladies and gentlemen, here this afternoon. So now it is complete. However, the panel is complete here this afternoon. So we're getting your music there, uh, Your Highness. So uh, please go with us. There you go, and of course it is the Mrs. Theme as part of the bet that Gerard and I had yesterday on Revolution Radio. We can go back and listen at one three eight zero five five pound. That was because of the Mrs. Cesaro match. Gerard, glad you could join us. Chad's with us, Greg's with us, and John's with us. Uh, Chad had quite a bit of a rant, however, we all did, however, about the whole Charlotte uh, affair with Natty last night. Uh, before we uh, talk about China, because we were starting to talk about China, let's get your take on the pay-per-view as a whole. Uh, what stood out for you on this show, and what did not stand out for you? Like I said, the whole Charlotte Natty thing, and then the Roman Age thing. What were your thoughts about those two, and then overall, the pay-per-view in general? Please share with us your thoughts. I thought there was a lot of hokey finishes uh, for my liking. One, maybe, but there's like three or four. It kind of... I didn't like that. Um, The Natty-Charlotte thing... uh, What are we calling it? Chicago Screwjob, I guess. Yes, Chicago Screwjob. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with little Nate in there, I seen how uh, how fast he did that. Uh, I don't know. I, I that I think that's just they keep screwing Brett. Actually, mm-hmm. that's why I keep, they they keep doing that shit, and I wish it stopped because 
Yeah. Like, okay, you screwed the guy, like, I don't know, nine, ten years ago. Leave it alone. Why would you have to keep bringing it up? Now they brought it up again, I guess because Rick and uh, Brett was in there, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I I wouldn't have did that, but but they shouldn't have either. But they're just going to keep sticking it to Brett, I think. Yeah, and you know what? Medusa made a comment on her Twitter page. I'm just reading right now, folks. She says, I believe that Miss Charlotte could have had a broom, matched with a broom, and looked fabulous. She's on her way, however, mind you. So, oh, uh, she, a flare sympathizer. A flare sympathizer in Medusa, yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah. No, that's, she just said it. Yep, exactly. She just said it. Yep. Gerard, can you further? Let me ask you this. Point blank. I said just a minute ago when I was talking about the Charlotte Natalia thing, I said that I compared this with a combination of A, the Montreal screw job that we all here know about. But I also said it was also a combination of, I'm sure you remember when Ric Flair was running WCW in the late 90s, like 98, 99, whatever. Which referee did he have in his back pocket? Little Nate. That's right. That's, That's exactly why he called right. Little Nate. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. You know they had to have that plan because when they heard that Bret Hart was going to be Natalia's corner, boom, right there. He's the, second, he's the second famous cricket referee. The first one is my guy from NWO, Nick Patrick. Quick Nick, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah he's the, the number one corrupt one, but Lil <laughs> Nate's is second. Right. Yep. And you are going to ask this one quick thing. I also had another, this is a very small theory. I asked everyone here, I'll ask you, I'm sure you know this point blank. The first time Bret Hart won the WWF championship, back I believe it was in, 90, the early, in the early 90s, who did, he win the belt? who did he win the belt from? Uh, Ric Flair, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking also that I, I, why this would this is just this is just a small theory, but 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 you know you know sticking it to sticking it to Bret Hart, you know you know so many years later after you know I mean when you know, Bret Hart's first championship win came at Ric Flair's expense. Do you do you kind of factor that in with it too? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I tell you, they're just gonna keep sticking it to Brett, Natty, anybody that's officiated to the Hearts. Like when Tyson, if Tyson comes back, he's gonna be yeah. jobbed. He's gonna be screwed around. Anybody, if you're Canadian and linked to the Hearts, good luck because you're gonna get the screw job. Because like, look at all the other Canadians that did really good. They weren't linked to the Hearts. See? Yeah. Right. 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 Right, and uh, of course, one we 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 I want to remember you brought up Tyson Kidd. Remember his part, old partner in the Hart Dynasty, David Hart Smith. Yeah, he got screwed around, and look what he's doing now, man. He's a great talent, Davy Boy's son. He's a great uh, talent. They should have he pushed him to the moon. Yep. Yes, he's a beast. He's a he's, yeah. he's, he's I an mean, animal. WWE lost out on him. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. 
Gerard, let me ask you this, though. Uh, sorry, Chad. Let me ask you this, though, Gerard. What was your thoughts when you saw the Enzo Amore entry, and what's your take? And what was your take on the main event with Roman and AJ? Uh, the Enzo and uh, or the Enzo injury. Uh, yes. Damn, that looked pretty nasty. Yeah, it was. Um, I hope I hope he's okay. I heard he he might have a a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that sucks. Uh, but hopefully he'll uh, be able to come back uh, soon. Yes. Because that's gonna, you know, defy their their push. Uh, right. But because uh, he is awesome on mic, he's like the only face I kind of like. Because um, yeah. he is pretty good on mic, so uh, I kind of like uh, Enzo. Uh, I think everybody does. Uh, yep. The main event. Uh, what the hell? Uh, Hokey at best. Um, yeah. And where the hell was the heel turn? They had enough opportunities to do it. Yep. And now what, they wait until next month to do it now? That's going to suck. Well, actually three weeks, and we're going to see what happens, obviously, with the McMahon kids tonight because they're running things tonight, however, as we would expect. But that's another thing that just blows my mind, however. I mean, I thought those two ma- – the, the Charlotte match that you mentioned, however, was not the great match. I mean, we all agreed on that. The best match, I think, well, I mean, as much as some of us have different opinions on, was the main event. Another match I thought we were going to touch upon that was really good and we kind of thought was pretty good was your man, KO, who I picked last night, however, against Bobby, Sami Zayn. What was your take about Owens and Zayn? Uh, awesome. My, almost, I think it was the match of the night. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. had a, a – uh, like a finish. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, because yeah. all the other ones, like, they were doing hokey finishes and what the hell. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think he did pop-up powerbomb twice. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did it <laughs> once in the match, and then he did it later in the match after the Miz-Cesaro match, which I thought was crap. And, of course, I tip my cap to you, as I said, however. You picked the Miz, however, unlike all of us, however. As MLD and I were in the Cesaro section, you were one of the uh, misfits in action, shall we say, last night. And uh, I give you your due. You uh, picked the right one on that one. And uh, as I said earlier today, guys, before you both came on, however, uh, John, me, and Gray gave you both props along with MLD. If it wasn't for you guys giving us this show, how we would be uh, not doing what we're doing now. And we want to thank you. Of course, this Friday night we mentioned the big anniversary show. So, Chad, why don't you uh, plug that and some other things. I will be right back in a few minutes, guys. Okay. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, I'll do this for him right here. Wall Radio, 1724-444-7444. Call ID, 138-744-POUND. Uh, of course, Wall uh, Radio here for... Monday, May 2nd, 2016. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Uh, just uh, stopping by visiting here today, but uh, you quickly can catch myself and the duo known as King Ice, uh, King and W.A. Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, J.D. Dirty Duomo, among uh, some of our other uh, friends and colleagues over the radio network every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. right here in the Mothership Broadcast. <clears throat> we will be, of course, the radio network, as J.D. mentioned, this Friday, May 6th, Special edition of the Motorcycle Broadcast will be turning one year old. So we would be breaking out the birthday cake and the champagne, and of course for Gerard the beer. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the doctor, and the diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and the root beer for me. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> okay, and uh, of course we'll be sharing all of our favorite moments from the radio network, not just Revolution, but Wolfpack. Attitude Radio, Raw Radio, Indie Outlook, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, 
Uh, of course, we've had some good moments. We had some moments we've cried about. Uh, um, and like I said, of course, uh, <clears throat> myself, Gerard, JD, Michelle, uh, Rhonda, Jeff, <clears throat> JML, Don, Gregory, Kendrick, and of course, we have, we have to consider Ann and Bobby as well now. Yep. Uh, but, but nonetheless, um, uh, it's going to be a very, like I said, uh, uh, all night long, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of the news and views and history. Birthdays, of course, will be coming your way that night. But then, of course, we start to talk and we start to reminisce. We start to, you know, think back. And even though it was just a year ago when, when I even had the notion of even doing the show, you know, it's going to come, it's going to come into play here. Uh, and, and of course, all I was simply doing here, and I will make this confession, and you are to back me up on the suit. All I was mainly going to talk about was all the groups WWS. But who would have thought that we could have done something a whole lot bigger and put the inspiration of Gerard and Jamel from you know their show, The Blue, help me really, help it really get you know, spearhead this. And I do owe them, especially as a Gerard and Gerard for. You know, for the for the uh, <clears throat> inspiration, and of course, like they helped me uh, throwing out a few little a piece of advice along the way to you know, help the show run smoothly and all. We've had all of our moments here, like that, good or bad here, but of course, all the same, I've said the good outweighs the bad here in this case. So, like I said, join us here this Friday, and of course, join us all week long. Of course, don't 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 skip out the rest of the week. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 of course you definitely want to pay close attention to Revolution this Friday night from nine to eleven at one three eight zero five five pounds. The mothership broadcast as we celebrate our one uh, WWS Radio Network's one year anniversary of being on TalkShoe.com and being able to provide nothing but the best. And I emphasize this greatly: the best in wrestling talk. I have that advertised on the radio archives page. If y'all get a chance to read that, that's what's on the pen post. But like I said, <clears throat> the best in wrestling talk is right here. Yes, is right. Yeah, yes. And like I said, I mean, I, um, you know, I don't, I don't take a whole, I don't take credit for a lot of things. Um, like I said, like I said, these guys here, you know, they, they, you know, you know, kind of wonder, kind of look at things. And read off a lot of things and all that. Sometimes I read a lot of these things too. But, you know, especially like I got, I got to say Gerard and JD and you know John with the history. You know, I mean they read these things all down to a science, down to a T. So I mean, I, I have to, I have, I have to give, I have to give these three guys all the kudos in the world because you know, like I said, without, you know, without them, and of course Gregory, you know, taking. Taking you know hold you know making sure that all the past shows get get posted on there so everyone everyone will have a chance to listen to them all um, and of course who knows who else will share them on Facebook and all that stuff and we're trying to spread a little bit like wildfire here guys and you know, I think it's been working out here pretty darn well so but like I said also I want to let you know uh, let me see here uh, I did. Uh, uh, a couple of opinion polls I wanted to give everyone some updates on, if I may. Like that, I'm not trying to take JD's cell phone. No, uh, I don't want to face him. So we don't we, we don't do that to each other here. Uh, I did an opinion poll. I do believe it was last Friday. 
uh, about the best match or moment involving Hulk Hogan at a WrestleMania. I will go ahead and point out that so far, leading leading that poll, guys, with yes. three votes, is the match he had with Andre at WrestleMania three, and then he tied with tied for two with two votes is the moment where he came back out alongside Hall and Nash at the NWO to back up Sting at his match against Triple H at WrestleMania 31, and also the match that Hogan had with The Rock at WrestleMania 18. Uh, And then we have one vote apiece for uh, coming and hosting WrestleMania 30, who of course later to be joined by The Rock and Stone Cold, and also helping come out at WrestleMania 21, helping Eugene against Muhammad Hassan and Davari. Uh, but there's a lot of other moments here. A lot of matches. I'll go and read off the rest of them here right fast. Uh, of course, this match of Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 19. The, match, the tag match of very first WrestleMania with Mr. T against Piper and Orndorff. The match he had with King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 2. Uh, of course, helping Savage win the belt at WrestleMania 4. The match he had with Savage at WrestleMania 5. The match he had with Warrior at WrestleMania 6. Match you had with Sergeant Slaughter at WrestleMania 7. Match you had with Sid Justice at WrestleMania 8. The tag match at WrestleMania 9 where he teamed with Bruce Beefcake versus Money Inc. for the tag belts. And also the, the, other, the final moment where, <clears throat> where he won the belt from Yokozuna after Yoko won it from Bret Hart, of course, also at WrestleMania 9. So definitely take a gander at all, all those right there. Uh, and that, like I said, that, that poll right there because... Uh, there's, I'd love to get some more, uh, just some more thoughts and things about that. And just also one other quick one, I'll make it fast. The, the one I did about the best tag team involving B- Billy Gunn, I will let you know overwhelmingly, guys, with seven votes, the best tag team in a lot of, people, in a lot of people's eyes involving Billy Gunn was the New Age Outlaws. Well, there you go. And then, but the, the smoking guns, the Billy and Chuck have no votes at all whatsoever. <laughs> so I want to throw that out there at you. Uh, but uh, uh, but like I said, just want to throw out there. Like I said, that's you that's one more time. First year anniversary of, of Radio Network this Friday night, nine to eleven. And other than that, uh, that's that's the big part of the day. Of course, tomorrow night on Revolution, we'll emphasize a little bit more. We'll give more uh, thoughts and opinions about payback, and also tonight on the Night Raw show as well. Of course, the aftermath of payback. I guess we can go ahead and call it. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about here tomorrow night, and we may not have a whole lot of time to do anything else except talk about it. Yeah. So, so other than that, um, that's all I've got here, and uh, just be sure to join us on the rest of our shows in the radio network this week. Uh, J.D., I turn it over back over to you. All right, thank you very much, Chad, and certainly, yeah, we will definitely be touching upon that, no question about it, however, mind you, and of course, we will be talking about that tomorrow night, of course, as we mentioned, we'll be mentioning Raw from tonight, of course, in St. Louis, we'll be talking about what happened in Chicago last night, SmackDown, of course, will be taped tomorrow night in Kansas City, and then next week, ladies and gentlemen, they go to Omaha, Nebraska, and Des Moines, Iowa, the home of Seth Rollins, or as Gerard Knight likes to call him, Seth Freaking Rollins, if you will, who, by the way, is due back very soon, in fact, he's in New Orleans right now, however, uh, filming a movie, Temple, of course, we understand for the WWE, however, he should be back very, very soon. Uh, Gerard, we kind of touched upon the new developments involving Hulk Hogan uh, earlier this afternoon, however, there's some new developments coming out of that whole thing, if you get a chance, you might want to check that out, but... uh, 
maybe, uh, John, you can touch upon it just a little bit to get uh, some, I mean, don't tell them a whole lot, but just tell them a little bit, and then we'll get Gerard's thoughts about the whole Hogan uh, new uh, developments, please. Okay. I'm, not, I'm done it too, or he's done Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Who, me? Yes, you, John. Well, what am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> the, the Hulk Hogan, the Hogan new thing. developments in Gawker. The Hogan thing about Gawker. The new developments of Hogan and Gawker. Well, Hogan and Gawker, oh, man. I mean, it's just out of control. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. And apparently Hogan is now filing, what, a second lawsuit, we understand, against that company? Yep. Yeah, apparently he's shown him a second time, Gerard, and he says that his privacy was once again invaded with the whole sex tape incident. It's just, it's becoming a big mess. Chad kind of touched upon it. Greg and I and John also touched upon it. Uh, we'd like to hear, I mean, you probably haven't seen it yet, but uh, let's get your spin on this whole thing. What's your uh, take? No, but wait, why would he sue them again? He got a lot of money. Why didn't he just take it and go? Um, Chad, do you want to fill that question in for us? Uh well uh yeah uh kind of thing what you what you mentioned what you mentioned about it there JD uh, uh apparently something had to do with what would you say was JD something to do with the National Enquirer or something yeah the that. National Enquirer was trying to provide I guess the tape I think it was something about his racist rants or something like that I think that's what it was and they have proof that they're going to leak the, that the racist comments from Hogan made how are out to everyone but he's still, oh. yeah, so he's still he's still trying to cover his tracks Gerard in my personal opinion yeah I think they're just trying to bring Hogan down and that's not that's not a very good thing to do no, not at all. Most not. And then, like I said, it's just, it's it's an embarrassing. I mean, we thought Hogan was in the free and clear. How after uh, this whole uh, little mini trial lasted, how and it's like right back where we started from again. How and it's becoming more and more of a headache and an eyesore, if you will. It really is. It's unfortunate. Right, and also, George, one thing I did mention about that was that you got to believe that this is just pushing him further, further away. From you know ever trying to make another appearance back in the WWE. Yes, yes, that's right. Would you, would you agree with that assessment? I would definitely agree yeah. with that assessment. I think we all. Yeah, are. I would too. Yeah. Yeah, same here. And but he has enough Partner with somebody else, like he could partner with Jeff Jarrett, or. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Or make his own. Like he has enough money now, he could. He yeah. doesn't really got to rely on WWE. No, right. You right. tried that before, question. yeah. Yeah, let me ask you this question. After all this world, do you think Jeff Jarrett will have anything to do with Hogan? Uh, I think he will because uh, Jeff Jarrett knows Hogan made a name for himself in the wrestling business. You can still make bucks off of that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Right. So, but you think that would be also a... Uh, that, that that could also work. That 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 could work out if he never goes back to WWE ever again. Uh, I don't think he'll go with WWE anymore because all the blood, bad publicity. Uh, Vince doesn't want none of that. But well, uh, like I I think he should go partner up with Jarrett. 
uh, put some money in the pot there and try to run a company with him. Uh, yeah, like Jared tried word. to do that. Jared tried to do that global force thing, yeah. If not, I think Hogan and Jared can maybe team up and buy out Dixie and TNA, considering how bad TNA's ratings continue to suffer, you know? That would be uh, interesting if he could go that way, even, you know? Yeah. And we're going to wait and see. Yeah, let me tell you something. It was, like I said, a pretty good chunk of change that Hogan got, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let, me, let, me, let me throw this out at you. Let me throw this out at you. Okay. You know, with the amount of money, I'm sure I can still hear me here, yeah. that with the amount of money that Hogan got out of this, which I don't know why he just cannot take it and leave, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you any more about that. He could probably, and this would be a long shot in the dark, and probably wouldn't, this would probably never happen either. But it's just a, a dream, a, a thought, if you think about it. That he could possibly take, that he could possibly take uh, TNA and say like Ring of Honor or something, probably combine the two and have the biggest, try, try to outdo WWE with that or something like that. But I know that's not going to happen. I know that would never happen. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see that, like we always say. But it's, it's one of those weird things that, like, I, I bring up all the time. But, you know, uh, it, it, as they say in wrestling, anything can happen. Exactly. Anything can happen. You're right. Well, we, we've had a good debate today, guys. I mean, we've touched on a lot, a lot of issues, however, including China, however. And, I mean, we can, we're can we going to go a little bit past the 5 o'clock hour for a few minutes anyway, at least, however, because we're going to talk about China. And before we do that, let's give you the number again, 1-724-444-7044, caller ID one three eight seven four four pounds This is episode 41, of course. We've got the Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer. We've got the King, Gerard T. Smith. We've got Mr. W. Sorry, Chad Hinshaw, the Human Suplex Machine in Virginia. you got the Iceman here uh, kicking around here on episode 41. We also want to give a shout out to Guest Day in the chat box. He listens to our show every week. We appreciate Guest Day. We love glad you're listening to our show and love our show a lot. Keep listening and hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to have you on our our call board very, very soon. Um, like I said, we were talking about China. So uh, before you came on, Gerard, how our uh, Chad was going to weigh with his thoughts about China and then uh, we'll hear your thoughts. And then we're going to close it out, however, with get everyone everyone's raw rating and main event prediction tonight. So uh, Chad, please go ahead with your thoughts about China again. Okay, uh, like I was saying before, China had, uh, you know, was one of the greatest, like the divas, and you can also refer to, like, you refer to her as a superstar, but like you said, she was able to compete, you know, with many of the guys, and she did, and she did tremendously well with a lot of the guys. You know, keep in mind, she made history by becoming the first female, first, first female to win the Intercontinental Championship. She became the first female to, you know, be involved in the Royal Rumble. And also, I mean, he even said, you know, the very first female to be a number one contender for the WWF Championship. You know, that, I know that didn't, didn't last long, but still, it's still in the history books nonetheless. One thing that really got me was, now, y'all, y'all remember, um, I do believe, uh, I don't know, Gerard, you were on the night that I did the thing on China or not. I don't think you were. But um, I read the Wikipedia thing on China. And WWE has chosen to wipe out a significant part of, of China's history. And, you know, this really got, this really got my goat, though. And the, the, the pieces of history I'm referring to, J.D., you might remember this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that about when uh, I when I talked about that China and Jericho co co held the Intercontinental title. That's correct. Yes, they did. Okay, and the the WWE now has officially earmarked that as just a part of Jericho's second reign as the champ, second or third reign as the champion. Which I thought that was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, is this the WWE's way of getting back at China? You know, especially uh, you know, recent memory or whatever. I don't know. Because they don't, it's like like you said, they don't want they don't they don't want the black cloud hovering over. They want a good reputation, right? So I mean, you know that 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 just really just throws me for a loop here. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, all those who who did appreciate what she did, which of course is us right here in the radio moment, we all appreciate that what she did. Yeah, and well, you can never you can never by any means necessary. You know, take take that away from what she has, for what for what she for what she accomplished. I mean, you know, one more final wrestling run when she teamed up with Kurt Angle at uh, that TNA pay per view against Jeff Jarrett and his wife, which was Kurt Angle's ex wife, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, she performed tremendously. She did she did not lose a step, in my personal opinion. I said she left WWE. Yes, but but nonetheless, I mean. What she did outside of that, you know, being on that VH1 show, the Surreal Life, she mm-hmm. did great on that. That was the last time I ever saw her on TV. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, the deal with you know X Pac. I mean that situation. I mean, uh, of course, getting into porn and all that stuff. I mean that's you know that's her business. And I, I mean the thing is, is that you know if um, you know a lot. We I mean, keep keep in mind about. That also that also kind of reminds me of one other girl that did it before she became a WWE diva, and that was her, I'm talking about Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey James did something like that before she ever got into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And China got into it after she wrestled. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, you know, why? But why WWE brought her in? You know, after she did that. Yeah. But we'll criticize China for going into it. Mm. That's just that's that's just beyond me. Right. But anyway, anyway, getting back to what I'm going to say, yes, we lost her way too soon. Yes, she's she will forever go down as you know, a, 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 as they as they called her a wonder in in this business. Uh, of course. Uh, um, you know, of course, you know, they have that distinction right there, right, right behind Andre the Giant. Of course, Andre being called the eighth wonder, yes. kind of being called the ninth wonder. But, uh, but of course, we've lost both of them. But still, in 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 this in, 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 in closing here, she was a tremendous lady. And regardless of what else, what else she did afterwards, she did a whole lot. She did some great things afterwards. Yeah. So, I mean, that could overshadow mm-hmm. what, you know, what happened all the even, you know, the thing, the incident that happened, you know, when she, when, you know, they said that he made a, he made a, uh, uh, you know, that appearance at Rowdy Roddy Piper's funeral last year. Yes. I mean, I mean, sure, that was, that was, that was not, that was uncalled for, and I'm sure that kind of ruined any possible chances at that point of time. Of her getting into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But, 
Not all the children very bad, nonetheless. Excuse me, guys. I'll be right back. Yep. Well, it's going to be interesting. There's no question about it. It will be very, very interesting. No question about it. Gerard, uh, your thoughts, please. Um, I thought China was great. Uh, I don't have a bad word to say about her. Uh, she paved the way for the divas, like you, like you all said. Uh, mm-hmm. She uh, was first to do a lot of stuff. So I thought she had a great career and. Uh, she's gone too soon. Uh, she, you know, she had some demons or uh, some, you know, some stuff to fight there. And but, you know, it's very sad to see her go. Yep, exactly. And I think we've said it before. I mean, one thing we can say: she is the first female to hold the IC title, however, and the first one to compete in the Royal Rumble. And that's something I think we all can say, however, in a lot of ways. However, that is very significant, very historical, and I think it was pretty cool to say the least that you saw something like that happen, because no female had ever competed for the IC title, let alone the uh, Royal Rumble, and she paved the way uh, doing both of those things, and it's very unique to see her do that, and I think that's one thing we can take away from that involving her memory, without question, however. Um... With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kind of wrap it up here in a few seconds. However, uh, before we do, uh, however, let's get everyone's uh, raw rating and main event prediction for tonight. Again, they are in St. Louis. However, the gateway to the West, of course, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. And, of course, also tonight, don't forget, uh, a little bit off the subject, however, before we get back into wrestling and close it out here, uh, tonight we got Game 3 of the NHL playoffs here in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a hell of a game here in Pittsburgh. However, mind you, it is going to be absolutely insane. John's Washington Capitals and Alex Ovechkin come to Pittsburgh to face my Penguins and Sid the Kid Crosby. It was a tough game there Saturday night. Of course, Brooks Orpik, the ex-Penguin, out for three games because of a dirty hit to Ole Mata, who will not be playing tonight, however. But the Penguins trying to get the momentum back in their favor in the home ice advantage as well. It should be a great, great game tonight. I cannot wait for that game to face off. I'll be flipping back between that and Raw tonight as well as baseball. The Cubs and the Pirates playing it over at PNC Park on the north side of Pittsburgh. So a busy night in my hometown, to say the least. But nevertheless, uh, we're going to continue on with our thoughts about Raw rating and main event predictions. We're going to do that right now. Chad, we'll start with you. What does the rating do tonight in St. Louis with three weeks to go until Extreme Rules, and what is our main event? Chad, are you there? We might have to come back to Chad. Gerard, let's go to you. Uh, the rating should be up from last week, I hope. Uh, it was yes. pretty low last week, I think. Yes. Uh, so it'll be up a little bit from last week. And I'm going to go on a limb. This is what I want to see, and this is what I'm going to say. It probably won't happen, but okay. it damn well should. Uh, six-man tag team for the main event. Mm-hmm. The Roman and the Usos versus... AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson. Okay, there you go. Okay, uh, and what will you, what is your number for the rating this week? However, uh, what was it last week? Two two. Oh shit! So they got to pick it up a little bit, I think. Oh, they got it. Uh, two five. Two five. Okay, so you have a six person tag. It'll be Roman and the Usos against the AJ and the Bull Club. Is that what you're saying is our main event tonight? Okay. I'm back, guys. Okay, no problem. Gerard just gave us his raw rating prediction. Uh, Chad, we'll go to you next. Uh, raw rating prediction, uh, of course, is 
Looks after a pay-per-view. It should be a pre- it should be a great prediction. Good prediction. Should be a good show. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go on a little small win here. Yes. I'm gonna say a two point seven five. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like I said before. And I mean, Gerard, you would even agree. Gerard, JD, both, you would even agree that even sometimes after a pay-per-view ratings, a raw after a pay-per-view. The ratings are, are fantastic, but sometimes it may not be the case. Yes. Uh, but of course, but of course, after what some of the stuff that happened at Payback last night, everybody's gonna want to see what what's happening off of this list. Yes. So there you go. Um, and as for my match, the main event match, I would say you actually kind of combine. You actually do a six man. Yes. And you and you combine three of the matches from last night. Mm-hmm. And what I think you would, you would do is let me see. Give, give me give me a second here. Take your time. You would have okay. You would have, and this is gonna be a, a long shot, but you'll have. Uh, let me see here. Mm, you would have Roman. Yes. Cesaro, yes, and Sami Zayn. Okay. Versus, uh, like I said, their respective opponents would be AJ, The Miz, and Kevin um, Owens. Ooh, okay, pretty good, pretty good prediction there. Very nice. Okay, so two very good predictions so far, and two very good raw ratings. Okay, I'll go next. I think they've got to go up this week, and I think they'll hit a two-five as well. And my prediction is going to be a little different than you guys. I'm going to go with an eight-person tag here. I'm thinking it's going to be Roman, Cesaro, Sammy, and Dean versus Jericho, AJ, The Miz, and uh, uh, who's the fourth person I'm thinking of here? Uh, Jericho, AJ, the Jericho, AJ, The Miz. The Miz. So, yeah, Jericho, AJ, Miz, and KO versus Dean, Roman, Cesaro, and Roman. That's my prediction. Eight-man Dean, tag. Dean, Roman, Cesaro, and Roman? Yes. Yeah, Roman, twi- yeah, Roman twice. Sorry. Roman, Dean, Roman. Sorry, Dean, Roman. Dean, Roman. AJ. A, Dean, Roman. Let's do it again. Dean, Roman. Uh, uh, Dean, Roman. Cesaro. And Sammy, yeah, versus Miz, AJ, KO, and uh, who's our who could be our eighth guy? However, you know what? It's tough, but I'm gonna go. I got seven of the eight picked. I just can't pick that fourth one on the heel side. Uh, the heel side, you got AJ already. Yeah, I got KO. KO already. You got the Miz already. In Jericho. In Jericho. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. I thanks. Yeah, we got it finally. However, I got it. I got it. Yes. Yes. Okay, John. Let's go to you next. However, what's your prediction in raw rating? My prediction will be the Bullet Club taking on Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose in the tag team match, and probably a two point. Eight. Okay, so you're going up a little bit then higher than Chad. So everyone's going a little higher this week. Okay, and Greg, we'll go to you last. Uh, hopefully it's a good show. I want a lot of deep action. And, um, yeah, 
Okay, very good, very good. Uh, so that being said, guys, I think we had, I think everyone had their thoughts. That was very good. However, we want to thank everyone, of course. Again, we want to thank uh, the last kicker for joining us here in the chat box as well as guest eight. We also want to thank you for listening in. However, here on TalkShoe.com, you can go back and listen to this show later on today in the archive version. But for right now, I want to do thank however the big panelists tell that on our show. First, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, King NWO Gerard T. Smith, and the Big Diesel Gregory Kramer as well. Of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller ID one three eight seven four four pound. We will be back again next Monday with episode forty two. We'll talk more about extreme rules. We'll talk more about non wrestling sports, including a little bit of the NBA postseason, maybe a little bit of the NHL playoffs going into the conference finals, if you will. But of course, we'll be focused more on going into extreme rules as well as Monday Night Raw. Do not forget, ladies and gentlemen. However, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, the big party will be this Friday night, one three eight zero five five on Revolution, as well as tomorrow night. Of course, we'll talk about Raw and Payback. Of course, that'll be getting underway this Friday at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to listen to Wrestling Revisited tomorrow night. Gerard, myself, and Greg will have a moment for you, one three nine nine two six pound. And then, of course, this Wednesday at eight o'clock, Gerard, myself, and the Black Widow will have the debate at eight p.m. That's eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Wednesday. Of course, the Wrestling Debate tomorrow night at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time till eight o'clock. The debate of course will be at Wednesday night show one three nine nine two five pound at eight o'clock. So with that being said, we're gonna play a very special theme in honor of the rock, however, mind you, and it's appropriate that rock is one of the songs, however, that is today's closing theme, however, because John found this however, thanks to my uh insight, however. Uh, wait, wait, we didn't start it that yet, John. I didn't say started yet. But uh we're going to celebrate The Rock's birthday in style by playing one of Rock's themes, however, if you will. We want to thank you for listening in. We will be back again I'm tomorrow. Tired, That's all right. No problem. Have a great Monday night, everyone. Thank you for listening today. Have a great rest of the day, and enjoy the rest of your Monday night, Howard. We'll be back in the ring next week, same time, same place. So for now, this is the Iceman along with the Human Suplex Machine, the Big Diesel himself, Gregory Kramer, Mr. WCW, Chad Inslein, King Beer, King... Unicorn, Captain Unicorn, Dora T. Smith saying so long from ringside. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.